The Joe Rogan Experience. Train by day, Joe Rogan Podcast by night, all day. I love that chain. What is that chain? It's, uh, <clears throat> it's my tattoo. It's my logo. American badass. It's pretty badass. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like stoner talk. <laughs> it is. It is stoner talk. Most of my conversations are stoner talk, like high level. Dude, it used to be Tom Petty's weed dealer. In a sense, like he would come to town. He married a girl from uh, Saginaw, Michigan. I forget her name. Great, great girl. And they would come to, you know, outside Detroit where I lived. And I'd get this call like, hey, can you get Tom some weed? And I'd be like, fuck, I'll take him some weed. So I'd call some of my brother's friends to get some weed. And I'd be like, this is fucking awesome because I love Tom Petty. I didn't really know him. So I'd go up there and drop the weed off. And I'd be in his dressing room and like, he'd be like, so what's up, man? I'd be like. Nothing. And I'm like, we have nothing in common. This, this guy's so fucking high. <laughs> I might have been tuned up on a couple beers or something. <laughs> and I'm like, well, that sucked. <laughs> I guess I'll just enjoy the music. <laughs> was this before or after you were doing music? Oh, this was when I was a big star. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. No shit. Yeah, I was all excited. And you're hanging with Tom Petty. Not really. I was just taking him weed, well, trying, might... trying to hang out with him. You know, that's how Tom Petty died. Somebody um, got him some pills. Oh, is it fentanyl? Yeah. Oh, fuck, fuck, fuck. Yeah, he, uh, I don't remember what his, his injury was, but he was hurting, and uh, a roadie got him some fentanyl. Terrible. Yeah, Fucking that's how that Prince sh- died, too. Yeah, I remember, I've heard that in the yeah, elevator. Same thing, pain. I'm, we all know people that have, mm-hmm. it's a travesty. It's, it's a, a horrible unreal. thing. Well, let's just go right at the border. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's the border, but it's also the the opioid crisis that was created by the Sackler family. I mean, those motherfuckers just got a, a giant percentage of the population hooked on heroin. It's some evil shit, man. Those fucking people are still running around, too. Yeah, in case you were ever thinking about quitting drugs, fentanyl should seal the deal. Yeah. That should seal the deal. Yeah. I know a lot of people it has. They were like, you know, I was still an experimental cocaine user, this, that, and the other. They were like, when that shit came up, that was it. It's like, you you know, I had some friends tell me they were going to buy a testing kit, this, that, and the other. I was like, yeah, that's probably time to to move on. If you're buying a testing kit to make sure you don't die, you probably should reconsider (laughs) your options. Might want to revisit whiskey. Yeah. Weed's not bad. Weed and whiskey, it's a good combination. You don't really... You don't want to go down that road. Although, I've heard it's awesome. Not fentanyl, but cocaine. I have not tried it. I've never done it. But everyone I know who does it tells you not to do it because it's awesome. Mm, I had a good run. (laughs) (laughs) I have too many problems. (laughs) You know, in the the older days, you know, it's kind of just following the handbook of rock and roll. Yeah. It's like your chapter 14 gets them blow. Blah, blah, blah. We had fun. Nobody. I've seen people get all fucked up and lose their minds on it, but I know quite a few people in my position like, okay, we had some fun when we were younger and, you know, at some point, you know, kind of a weekend warrior type thing. Mm-hmm. Don't let it interfere with business and engagements and things you have to do. I can't say I, I was batting a thousand, but pretty good average. You did pretty good. Yeah. Considering it all worked out pretty well. And I'm not advocating for it at, at any level. I'm I don't just, think anybody is. That's that's my honest experience. Like, hey, you know, I came out okay. That's the thing. There's people that will tell you they're weed advocates. There's there's no, like, coke advocates. 
there's no people like coke fixed my life <laughs> <laughs> i never got anything done all of a sudden i was doing coke and starting businesses is weed fixing lives <clears throat> We can fix people. <laughs> Depends on who you are. I know if you're sick and yeah, you know, for a guy like me, shit. weed's a good drug. A guy like me, weed just like whew, chills. My brother's you down. a huge weed smoker. Yeah, and I'm always and he'll always be like you know for golfing or some shit, and I'm drinking my beers, having my fun. I'm always like you know you drive, and I'm always like maybe you fucking shouldn't be driving. He's just fucking stoned out of his mind sometimes. And I'm like, yeah, I don't like this. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little nervous. And I'm tuned up already. <laughs> yeah, for some people, weed makes you nicer. Calms you down. Makes you a little more sensitive. A little more compassionate. Yeah, everything affects people differently. Yeah. I've drank tequila three times. Only three? I've been, I've been to jail three times. Okay. <laughs> do, do the math. <laughs> Kid Rock, no drink tequila. <laughs> so what do you think tequila does to you differently? Ah, it just makes me want to punch you right in the mouth. Really? <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> that's, that's it. The Mexican influence. Hey, Kid Rock, nice to see you. Like, wham. <laughs> like, what the fuck's the matter with him? Why tequila? Like, what, what I have no chain? idea. What does it do? It just makes you hyper? It makes me fucking hyper, violent, fucking... Hey, you know, it, it could have been a combination of maybe those few times I drank it, I was just in a headspace where, you know, right. you could be in different headspaces when you're doing different things. And you could blame it on the tequila. <laughs> but it was really but just... I kind of have a rule that I, I really try not to, like, you know... I, I've really mellowed out in the last 10 years or so, but I really try not to get tuned up unless I'm in a good spot. Yeah. In a good mood, with good people. Right. They don't want to be like, you know, all worked up, you know, after watch Fox News for six hours and just fucking <laughs> ready to fucking, you know, slay the beast and start pounding whiskey and go to the club. Dude, if you watch Fox News for too long, you will think it's the end of the world. Oh, I do. And it is. It might be. <laughs> it really might be. Did you see the fucking Tim Dillon thing that I posted yesterday? Yes. It's legit. Yeah, no, it was is that new, the gay comedian yeah he's yeah. fucking great he's hilarious but uh he he wrote uh he had a picture with a girl he said i'm getting married the homosexuality thing was uh just a phase and rfk jr writes to him uh she's a beautiful lady i could see how she ungayed you tim <laughs> the guy's running for president fucking great amazing it's awesome in that sense it's an amazing time he don't scare me no, he shouldn't scare you. He doesn't scare me. He should do the opposite of scare you. Yeah. It should scare you the opposition to him. Because if people listen to what he says and you pay attention to what he says and you actually research what he says, he's telling the truth. Mm -hmm. It just, we've been fucked over and lied to for so long that he seems like a crazy person. Look at that. <laughs> She's a beautiful angel, Tim. Easy to see how she ungayed you. <laughs> ungayed. <laughs> Fuck, I learned something. I haven't been here five minutes. <clears throat> My new favorite word. Usually I'm just using gay inappropriate all the time. You know, yeah. like, ah, oh, it's fucking gay. You know, someone's like, oh, you're so insensitive. I'm gonna be like, that's so ungay. <laughs> yeah, it used to be a thing that we would say. Something's gay. Or it used to be, imagine like from the time of the Flintstones. The Flintstones was we had a gay old time. Do you remember playing Smear the Queer when you were a kid? I never played that. What is it? It's just, you give somebody the football and everyone tries to tackle them. Like in oh. grade school, you just ran around. We didn't even know what queer meant. That's the name of the game was Smear the Queer. I never played that. Did you play that, Jamie? Yep. Yeah? Sure. <laughs> you from the Midwest? <laughs> yeah, he's from Ohio. There you go. <laughs> they didn't have that where I grew up. Where'd you grow up? Boston. I mean, Fuck, I'm sure they you, had you, it. Fuck, I would think it was invented in Boston. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I, I lived a fucked up life. Not not fucked up, but just my high school years was all martial arts. It was all from the time I was like 15 until I was 21. All I did is train and compete. It's a lot of discipline. Yeah, a lot of obsession. A lot of discipline and obsession, but it was uh, very weird socially. Like, so I went from that to being a stand-up comedian, which is like the complete opposite ends of the spectrum. Hanging out with maniacs or doing drugs and staying up all night. Just complete polar opposite. So I missed a lot of stuff. Huh. You got a lot of money now. You can make up for it. <laughs> Fast track it. <laughs> Probably get it all done in like two years with the, with the yeah. loot you've made. <laughs> mm. Yeah. I found that to be a problem at times for people. Money? No, that didn't experience, you know, a certain coming of age things, whether it's, you know, crazy chasing girls, you know, that whole thing, mm-hmm. doing drugs, you know, just being kind of wild, you know, stealing people's statues out of the yard, whatever crazy shit like that you do when you're young. And and then they reach this point, a lot of it with athletes, because they were so focused in their training at such a young age. And then they get to that point where they get money and they're like, I want to taste it all. <laughs> and then That's they, true. And then they kind of get fucked up. Yeah, you can lose your bearings. That's true. There, that is the case with a lot of athletes. A lot of athletes get fat, too. They just fuck it. It's over. A lot of fighters. Because yeah. a lot of fighters are always dieting. Well, you get that big muscle, and it's so hard to fucking maintain as you mm-hmm. get older. Yep, you start that to too. You lose your lean muscle. You know about all that stuff. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. All of a sudden, two to ten beers a night doesn't seem like a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's also like... I think with athletes, especially with fighters, the the rush of competition is so extreme that the regular world just seems so dull. And then going back to the regular world, you don't feel like you have a real purpose anymore. You're not training for this big event that takes place every few months. Coming back from the military. Yeah, like a lighter version of that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. That's a big problem with guys coming back from the military. Big problem. Huge suicide. And no coaching at all. Nobody tells you what to do. They just let you back in the world, and you're like, fuck. Yeah. Seen it too many times. Mm -hmm. Too many times. Too many times. So what's it like being the dude who took out Bud Light? (laughs) (laughs) Let's get right to it. Let's get right. Dude, we were going to bring a few me, cases in here for you. <laughs> switch sunglasses. Fuck, I'll drink it. I don't give a shit. <clears throat> Two kinds of beer in this world, cold and free. I like them both. Um, <clears throat> we'll bring man, some. I was just having fun, to be honest with you. I mean, I was, I, I, was, I was pissed, like, you know, but yeah, it wasn't like it was going to wreck my day, yet alone my life. I was just kind of like, what the fuck are they doing? But like, you were the straw fun. that broke the camel's back. I became the face of it, yes. Yeah. I'm, well, not the, I'm not the Pied Piper to sit around and think like people follow what Kid Rock does. I just became the face of it. Yeah, but they kind of <clears throat> do. They kind of no. do. When you, now listen, man, when you got so upset that you were fucking <laughs> machine gunning. Throwing a tantrum with a machine gun. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you machine gun cases they of Bud girl, Light. They want to let guys play girls' sports. That was the end. That was really it. Yeah. If there's one moment that they look back on and, and fucking go, shit, oh, dude, it's that I've moment. talked to him about it. I know you have. Yeah, you, yeah. Uh, you were there at the UFC fight. Yeah, and I you, met that dude, the CEO. Brendan, he's a good guy, man. We've become friends. He's a good guy. He's a, he's he's a, a great guy. guy. After five minutes of talking to him, I'm with Trump there in Dana's green room. I go to Trump, I go, see that dude behind me? I go, that's the CEO of Bud Light or, or Anheuser-Busch. <laughs> and, and Trump's like, you want to go talk to him? Which in my mind, he was, he, Trump said, you want to go fuck with him? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yes, absolutely. 
So we go over there, we're talking to him. Actually, a great conversation. And at some point, he was telling me how he got the video. And he was actually down in Texas doing some hunting. And I'm like, we, we talk and talk. And I'm not going to share all our conversation. That'd probably be inappropriate. But I'm like, <clears throat> I'm like, dude, you seem like somebody I'd fucking be friends with that I'd hang out with. He's like, you would. That's what I'm saying. And I'm like, well, come to Nashville. Come visit me. He fucking did. That's awesome. Came with his top team. Fucking, we broke bread, got fucked up on Bud Light, we're fucking bold, <laughs> like, <clears throat> did all this fun shit, and we had, we had a good meeting beforehand, trying to think if there's something I could do with, with Anheuser-Busch, and I'm, I just, it, I just didn't feel comfortable with it. You know, I threw out yeah. some, I just threw out some ideas that scared the living fuck out of them, <laughs> and, and at the end of the day, I was like, guys, I, I don't feel right taking your money, I was like... I go, we can continue the conversation, see where it ends up. But honestly, I don't want any corporate deals. I don't feel right. There's not a penny on earth that could make me change who I am or have people look at me in a different way. Right. Even even though it's probably half the country at this point that likes me and another half wants to put a bullet in me. I understand (laughs) that. There's no like, ah, he's okay. (laughs) Right. I've destroyed that. (laughs) There's no, get rocks okay. (laughs) It's either I fucking hate that kid. Or or, I love that dude. Yeah. I'll take a bullet for him. Yeah. But, you know, we, we still talk. and That's a better place to be, honestly. Yeah, and like I said, you know what I mean? They fucked up. And when you get to the, the grassroots of it, that's what they did. And there's so many people at, that work for that company. And you know all the stuff they've done. We don't have to be mm-hmm. a broken record here. It's a great company. Right. And they've I'm done like, amazing things. Anheuser-Busch is an amazing charitable con- company that <clears throat> they do a lot of great things. Yeah, and I dug into that, and I was educated on it. Um, even before Dana called me about his deal and things like that, you know, people discussed with me, you know, I did a little digging and talked to people and I'm like, at the end of the day, I'm like, all right, they got the message. Like I'm, I'm not yeah. someone who holds a fucking grudge his whole life. You know what I mean? And honest to God, I was having a lot of fucking fun. I don't get to pull my machine gun out and film myself <laughs> doing cool shit too often. I'm just not that type of person. But I was like, this warrants it right here. <laughs> Get all the Bud Light on property. That was actually all the beer I had on property. I kept a lot of that shit around, more than I thought. We stopped selling it at the mothership because nobody's buying it. It got that bad. I, you know, what's going on there? It's I mean, nuts. It's stupid. I it, think it's stupid, and Shane Gillis brought it back a lot. I love Shane. Shane's a buddy. He's the best. Yeah. Uh, he brought it back a lot, you know, because he never stopped drinking it. And, you know, it's it's slowly making its way back, and I think the UFC helps a lot, too. But they took a big hit. One of the things I told them was, I was like, I go from the outside looking in, guys, as a friend, you know, somebody who doesn't want to see this this brand hurt and destroyed anymore. Like, you you got smacked on the ass. Yeah. You know, in a pretty hard spanking. I was like, but I don't want to hold your head underwater and drown this fucking company, put people out of work and that shit. It's like, you got the message. And and it's clear. I I wish people knew these guys running the company because they're great fucking guys. But I said, um... I said, you know, there's just a percentage of these fucking trolls on the left and on the right. They're like, I'm so empowered by the internet. I'm going to piss and bitch and moan and, you know, I have a voice. It's like, go fuck yourself. All right, cut it out. Like, if anyone's still spending time on this, you clearly are fucking bored. Find something better to do. Yeah, it's definitely a pursuit of losers. But the problem is those losers can actually affect businesses. And that's what they know. They know now that it's possible, both on the right and on the left. But they need to know there's so many more businesses in this country deserving of that treatment. Right. Fucking Ben and Jerry's, Starbucks, Target. The list goes on and on. Yeah. And I don't care if they're left wing or right wing. It's just their fucking ideology. Yeah. Like, you know, when they cross that line and signal to people like myself and many others that 
they were okay with this transgender thing and and more so at like, is this going to get directed at my kids? So right. you think fucking men should be in women's sports? Like, nah, nah, nah. That's where I'm drawing the fucking line. Get the fuck out of here. That's the most amazing one that they're supporting. And the fact that, was it the Olympic Boxing Committee? What was it that just allowed transgender Oh, they're allowing women? the reverse. What do you mean? They're allowing, uh, I always get confused here. They're lying, Biological they're females lying, they're to They're lying chicks men? that sew on dicks to, to fight, fight dudes, which I'd tune in for that. Is that real? I think so. I thought I it was know. biological men who identify as females were going to be allowed to box. Might be. I, I thought it was the other way too, but I don't know. Jamie will find out. <clears throat> yeah. The other one was e the other one's easy. Sure. You think, go ahead, do it. Go for it. But at the end of the day, you're going to have to take steroids, and it's supposed to be illegal to take steroids. Like if you are taking synthetic testosterone, you're, you're taking steroids. And if you, so if you're doing that... And yeah. you're becoming a man through that. <clears throat> Who's to say that the men can't do it too? Like it's just. Do we even have to think that deep about it? You can't just look at it and go like, "No, that's fucking wrong. Cut it out." Well, <laughs> it should 100% be wrong for biological males to compete against biological females. That's just period. Period. And any bullshit that you say like trans women are women. Well, guess what? They're not. They're not biologically. They're not. They can identify as a woman. You want to call yourself Sally? I'll I'll call you Sally. I'm a nice guy. Policy states that minors under the 18 must compete in their birth gender. In the weight class outlined in the rule book, transgender women over 18 can only compete in the female category if they undergo genital reassignment surgery and submit to quarterly hormone tests for at least four years following surgery. The guidelines which define normal ranges of testosterone. See, but this is just, it's, this is still not good enough. The people don't understand all the I different I didn't understand variables. any of that. <clears throat> I went into it deeply, unfortunately. Transgender men over 18 have to meet similar requirements. They must undergo genital reassignment surgery. Transgender men? Genital reassignment surgery. So you have to get a fake dick? <laughs> you have to in order to box. Submit quarterly. That sounds insane. Are there donor dicks? They should be, right? <laughs> Do you know they can't you donate testosterone? or like a heart or something? Like, they there, are there donor dicks? <laughs> they definitely do. For guys who get their dicks blown off, they get them new dicks. Are they switching? Like, hey, I want to be a man, I want to be a woman? <laughs> I haven't heard of that yet, but I'm sure that's coming. Oh, but what fuck. they do not do is they don't give you the balls. Because if someone switches your balls, like say if you donate your balls, you die in a car accident, you donate your balls to science or whatever, and someone takes your balls and sews them on, that'll be your kids. Your genes will come out of those balls, so it uh, won't. That, that it won't sounds be like fun. a new person. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? I mean, it won't be like this person's genes carrying on. It'll be your genes carrying on through your balls that are attached to this guy. So why, that's why, not ethical. Why has this always like come up in conversation? Is it the media? Are yeah. They, because I don't remember the last time like I seen it. And by the way, if you're transgender and you're really fucking good at it, no one knows. <laughs> right. It's usually not the case. Although, only time I've been around transgender people is like some crazy club like in Miami or New York back in the day. And I gotta say, fun. It was rare. Yeah, but I mean, you used to have those clubs where they weren't, be a fucking blast. No big mm -hmm. deal. Like, yeah. if this America, freedom, if you wanna fucking be that, go ahead. Like, I'll exist with you in society. Yeah. You're probably not getting the dinner invite, but. <laughs> 
But, you know, if you're out and about, like, we can both shop in Walmart. I'm not going to freak out. If you're not yeah. fucking with me, I'm not fucking with you. Yeah. No matter who you are. And that's how it should be. Yeah, pretty that's simple. That's how it should be. It's common that, sense. Yeah, you should be able to do whatever you want. But when you want to compete as a woman or you want to start, you know, if you're a 50-year-old man, you want to compete against young girls, which is what's going on in Canada. There's a guy who's 50 who identifies as a teenage girl. They let him compete in swim meets with girls and change in the locker room with them. That's you're you're now you're insane. Now you're taking it too far. And that's the problem. No one's ever happy with us moving the goalposts a little bit. They want to move them, reestablish, move them further. Move them further. Move them further. I had a thought about that. <clears throat> so I'm thinking like it's Black History Month, right? I can get down with that. That makes sense. I think November's like Native American month. I can get down with that. That makes sense. The thing I'm struggling with is Pride Month and Veterans Day. Right. See the fucking balance there? Yeah. I'm like, should, good we, point. should we flip that? Yeah, that's a good point. That's a real good point. Yeah. It's a weird time, man. It's a weird time because there's like so many fucking weird people that are involved in promoting these things and, and pushing them and changing what's normal and what's not normal to regular people. It's just fucking weirdos and all this fucking mentally ill fucking nutcases. That's why I, that's uh -huh. honestly why I carry a gun everywhere. Where I'm legal to or I have somebody with me. It used to be like, okay, if I'm going somewhere where I thought, you know, that would, you know, make sense to do. I, you know, I've always had a concealed weapons permit everywhere and, and whatnot. I'm just a gun enthusiast. Um, but in the last, I don't know how many years, five so many years, it's like carry a fucking gun everywhere. Just because just of that, like, just fucking people that are unstable. Mm -hmm. You never know one of these motherfuckers is going to lose it, and you're just sitting there defenseless. Yeah. Yeah, it's a strange time, man, in so many ways. People are just uh I got to imagine they were, they were saying the same shit in, like, the <clears throat> 60s and 70s. They were. You know. Well, the all. 60s and 70s were fucked, too. We just forgot because the 80s were so easy. The 80s and the 90s, were, everyone was kind of coasting. And then, you know. Everyone was on blow. There was a little bit of that, <laughs> but it's also the you know the Cold War ended, this collapse of the Soviet Union. We weren't worried. There wasn't like this existential threat hanging over our heads. Well, now it's back. Now it's back. <laughs> yeah, fun times. We've, we've done a three sixty. Fun times, real fun. Chinese people are entering over the border. Unbelievable. Yeah, I had no thought on that. I think I saw it on a T-shirt. I don't take credit for everything I say because I most likely I'm just repeating something I saw somewhere. Right. But it's like, you know, they want to do away with gas stoves, make them electric, electric cars. I'm like, why don't we start with that wall? <laughs> I can make that fucker electric, put up some solar panels. <laughs> yeah. China built one how many thousands of years ago? Fuck it. Make it a tourist attraction. Charge people. Go fucking hang out in the wall. Put some fucking Louis Vuitton stores on it or some shit. Well, it's, it's a real weird thing, like what they're doing. There's so many different people that have opinions about why they're leaving it open. And while they're allowing people to come in and, and, you know, setting them up. And Dr. Phil was on here yesterday and he was talking about it. About I like Dr. How, Phil. He's a great guy. He's starting his own I network. played his show years ago. Did you? It was like so many anniversary show. It turned out it was one of his favorite acts. I fucking played a banjo on there. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> he's a good dude. Yeah. I know him through, I'm friends with his son. Son's a good friend of mine. All right. But he's, uh, he's starting a network. Like, he's just so fed up with the news and the way things are portrayed and these biased ways. And he wants to have objective news. And he, so he created the his The HR own department. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a fucking very bizarre time. 
And I'm sure it's going to get more bizarre. We're going to look back on these days one day like, oh, remember the good old days where you just all you're complaining about was transgender women competing in sports? <laughs> Kid only wanted to be a cat, took a litter box to school. <laughs> Fuck the good old days. <laughs> yeah, people don't get better. Like society doesn't get better. Just gets... Unless something happens, unless they figure out some sort of mind reading. Well, software. unfortunately, usually that turns out to be tragedy. You right. Know, something really fucked up happens, you know, like what happened in Israel or worse. Right. You know, that tends to bring nations and people together on different levels. Unfortunately. Like 9 11. Remember 9 11? <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. When 9-11 happened, I tell everybody, like, even in Los Angeles, which is probably the most unpatriotic place on earth, everybody had an American flag on their car. People were letting people in lanes. They were waving to people. They were friendly. They felt united. Mm -hmm. It was interesting. I remember. It didn't last long. A few months. Everybody, half the country didn't hate George W. Bush for almost 48 hours. <laughs> they didn't hate him at all when he gave that one great speech. No, I mean, it was it was a couple weeks yeah. or a couple months, whatever it was, but then well, things kind of went back to normal. There was a lot of liberals <clears throat> that liked him after that. They were like, that's what you want when you're in times of war. You want a strong leader. That's too bad we can't get to that without, you know, having something terrible yeah. happen. Well, if we could just have a little more civil discourse in this country, you can go tell me to go fuck myself. You, you hate Trump and my politics. I'll be like, fuck you, but I'll still sit down and have a beer with you. Like, we don't have to have this fucking goddamn go over your throat. And I'm part of the problem. I've, I've been polarizing, you know, no, no question. My last album, that's what it was all about, but, or a, a good portion of it. And I understand that. But I even said that album, I was like, I'm going to get this out of my system, and hopefully we can go back <laughs> to having some civil discourse in this country. That was, actually one that, of my, that was actually one of my suggestions to, to Bud Light. I was like, what if you could use this to not only make fun? My, my thing was like, you guys need to poke fun at this. Like, people are angry because you didn't apologize. I'm like, I don't necessarily agree with apologizing over everything in this day and age. Everything's become a fucking big, I'm sorry. Fuck that. Like, what you should do is, like, make fun of the situation. Have something that shows light of the situation, but do it in that fun fucking Anheuser-Busch, old school, funny fucking way. We're like, we get it. We fucked up. Like, you know, while we don't, I, I told Brendan, I was like, whoever coached you on that CBS morning show, I was like, you were coached, right? He was like, I was. I was like, fucking Gail King set it up. She goes, would you send that can back to that influencer? And he goes into this, well, Anheuser-Busch has been supporting, you know, the LGBT, ABCD. I'm like, what the fuck, man? All you had to do was say, like, look, no, we would not. While we want everyone to enjoy our beer, we understand that we shouldn't be sticking our noses into polarizing conversations. And we understand who our market is. And at the end of the day, we're in business to sell beer, keep people employed, give shock to shareholders back, you know, a return fucking end of it you didn't have to throw trans people under the bus or any of that shit right. you just fucking how's that fuck that's actually good advice yeah it's pretty solid advice ladies and gentlemen introducing the head of marketing for Bud Light Kid Rock <laughs> that would be their ultimate move be funny as shit <laughs> are you I actually you told to him I should do a, we should do a skit like the Kenny Powers uh, K-Swiss 100% but it's like, you know, I walk in as VP, start <laughs> fucking with people. <laughs> that would work. But they need to get back to, you know, remember we used, they used to have those real men of genius yeah. ads? It was fun. It they, was. Bud Light was fun. It was a fun I, did, I did a tour with those guys, the real men of comedy. I can't believe looking through all my old pictures, how many pictures I found with like, 
fucking Bud Light in my hand, like fishing, doing something, or like playing Sturgis with a big Bud Light, you know, next to the stage. Like, yeah. you know, I've done so much cool, good shit. But <laughs> well, that's why when a guy like you shoots the cans, everybody goes, oh, that's it. It's over. It's over. And trust me, I don't have one of these teams of people. It's like, right. it's me, like, you know, maybe Corey who's here with me, I'm like, Ah, let's have some fun. Go get all the fuck. Tell farm guys to get all the fucking Bud Light shit together and grab grab my fucking MP5. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think you ran that by a marketing department. No, yeah. <laughs> there's not much that goes through one. Well, over you, here. a marketing department for a guy like you would just fuck things up. What kind of advice could they possibly give you? They'd have to be maniacs too, and then they would never be in marketing. I've had more people, managers and stuff, through the years tell me, uh, which I took as a compliment. They, they told me like. Just everything you've done to get where you're at, I would have told you no. Yeah. I think that's honest because I yeah. get, you know, done some, I guess you could call it crazy, polarizing, whatever type of shit. Just, it's really, I just, I speak my mind. I haven't changed one bit. I came out fucking like this with middle fingers on the CDs. Like, yeah. And I haven't changed, but holy shit, the times have. <laughs> yeah. But it's obvious, though, that it's all you. That's what people like. In this day and age where everything is sort of planned ahead and oh. it's bullshit and scripted. And You've seen behind the curtain. Sure. These pop stars and 100%. people big levels and their yeah. teams and everything's fucking. They're it's, trapped. It's like a politician, you know, like Biden that won't, can't say anything off the teleprompter. Well, of course he can't. But it's also, it's, you've got a whole team of people behind you. You've got a bunch of people that want to keep their jobs and they want to play it safe. They want to play it safe and they want to figure out which way's the wind blowing. This is what we're going to do. And you see it in celebrities, and people turn on them now because it's, like, so disingenuous, and they realize what you're doing. You can see right through it. You're going to lose a giant percentage of your people that are knowing that a marketing team is behind everything you say. That's right. What, so when a guy like you, it's obvious that that was your idea. <laughs> like, who the fuck is going to say? Well, it wasn't even an idea. <laughs> Whatever it's it was, just... a thought that popped into your head that you acted that's on. That's pretty much what it is. Yeah, that's that's obvious. That's but what that's, they all are. <laughs> that's what people like. That's what people like. They, they like real people. And sometimes you don't always turn a 10. You're no. like, oh, yeah, maybe I should have thought that one through a little bit more. <laughs> Most of the things I say. When you think about it, I've done so many podcasts, Hammered. And then after we're we're all listening or thinking about what we said, like what did we say? Like, <laughs> oh boy, story of my fucking life. <laughs> yeah, but people like that. They like real humans. They don't want some fucking pre-programmed bullshit shoved down their throat just to make a little bit more money. Well, that's that's incredible. No that that kind of seems like a big, a big chunk of the country yeah. wants that. They want to go back to this normal, mm -hmm. fucked up DC. All the bullshit that's been going on there, I, I would dare say, in our, for our lifetimes, <clears throat> we've just it's just become a lot lot more out in the open for several reasons. You know, social media and, and the, the, the sharing of media worldwide, and fucking Trump pulling everyone's fucking pants down there. Yeah, showing them, look, everyone has a small penis in this fucking town. See, I just showed it to you. They're, well, they act like they have the biggest dicks on earth. One thing no one can deny is that he exposed the media. Expose the media for being essentially a propaganda agent. It's not just the news. Yep. And to pretend it's the news, they never covered anything that he did that was positive. 
anything had some negative spin on it. They spent years talking about some fake collusion story with Russia and yeah. never apologized for it, never took it back. And they'll allow people on the show to, 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 to support that, to try to justify that or to try to even say that it's not true that he did co collaborate with Russia. How many times have you been watching the evening news? I'm a sucker for news. Like, and I flip between them. I flip between CNN and MSNBC and Fox. You know, mainly Fox. But then I watch the evening news. I watch ABC one night, NBC. This is one. This is just one example. There's a million of them, as you know. But like, they're talking about January 6th, and they completely edit his speech. They take yeah. out the part where he says it's marched down there peacefully or whatever. He actually yeah. says that, and they cut it out. He says we're going to march down the Capitol. Cut. Yeah. And then they go, if you don't fight like hell, you're not going to have a country. Yep. I mean, how the fuck do they get away with that? They, they get away with it because they are the news and no one's checking them. There's not another news. If the news was real, the other news organizations would go, this is horrible propaganda. And what you've done is you, you've edited out a former president. You've changed his words. This should be illegal. You're taking it completely out of context. The whole thing is so fucking screwball. Every single presidential race we've ever had that I can remember, people contested the results. Hillary Clinton. Well, when Hillary Clinton did it and Stacey yeah. Abrams, they all no fucking said big deal. He didn't really win the election. They all said there was Russian collusion. They all said that he was oh essentially God. an agent of Russia. They all said that he's an illegitimate president. They all said that he didn't win the election. They all said that. There were so many people that said it. Uh, it was nuts. Oh, pencil neck fucking dick fuck uh, Adam Schiff. <laughs> it's, it's crazy how people still listen to those folks. You know crazy about, that, wrong about, about that election? I'm not a conspiracy guy or whatever, but I'm like, fucking, it just seems like shenanigans. I love Which, when anybody says, I'm not a conspiracy guy. I mean, I'm a conspiracy guy. Right, I'm, I'm a total fucking conspiracy guy. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't give a shit either way. But I was like, there's so many fucking shenanigans that I just, it's coming so fast with the COVID shit and the yeah. ballots all over the place. You know, Secretary of States are taking liberties, but here's it, my position but Wait, on let me, let me ahead, finish please. this one. It was, it was that, hold on, did I lose my train of thought? Secretary Sorry. of State. It was, it was that, Okay, so these, the biggest corporations on the face of the earth are getting hacked. <clears throat> right. But there's absolutely no way you can get in this election thing. I'm like, then why aren't these corporations using that technology? Why are they still getting fucking hacked? I, that doesn't just make up... In, I just can't figure that out in my fucking well, mind. The, the thing, the statement is there's no evidence that they've been hacked. Doesn't mean... Yeah, it ain't a crime Which if you is don't true. get caught either. It is true. But there, <laughs> there is evidence that you can hack those machines, right? And there wasn't, is. wasn't that, Jamie, the subject of they were going to update the machines in 2024 or something like that? But they... They're going to they're gonna update them, but they weren't at, at a certain point in time when they were recording this, where they were uh, reporting on this, rather. They, they hadn't updated them. Here's my, my take on this. Ele election fraud is never zero. It's not zero percent, right? We can all agree to that, right? Mm -hmm. I think we can all agree that there's people that are complete maniacs, that are maniacs for the Democrats 
or maniacs for the Republicans, and they will do whatever the fuck it takes to get their person to win. There are certain human beings like that that exist, especially in these like very polarized groups, and especially when you've got a guy that you've been comparing to Hitler forever. So you can kind of treat him as if Hitler's coming, let's stop Hitler. Let's literally, literally you can think like that. They're you doing can it get right people now. to think like that. And the the moral question would be if you knew you could stop Hitler from being president, would you do it? And how would you do it? And then they act that way. Such bullshit. But what they don't recognize is that is deeply un-American. And the only way you're going to beat this person or any person who runs for president is to be better than them. That's what this country is supposed to be about. It's supposed to be about a meritocracy. It's supposed to be who is the best leader. Is it her? Is it him? Who is it? Who's the best leader? And that's the person we should gravitate towards. Who has the, mo the ideas that make the most sense? Who's the one who understands what the fuck is going on internationally on a deep sense? Really can tell you like what the, the, the people, the puppeteers behind the strings, like how this is all happening. Well, I think a lot of that would be taken away if we <clears throat> cap the money. Like you can raise, yes. let's call it $10 million. Yes. You can each raise $10 million. Now let's see who spends it the wisest. Well, it's, it seems insane that you could just donate fucking untold millions of dollars to these super PACs and they can support these presidents. They're essentially running the country because you can't beat them. And they play dirty. They play so dirty. <clears throat> I mean, it's, it's kind of dirty. impressive. But it's also you're, they're exposing the wiring under the machine in a, in a way that it's never been exposed before. You know, we never were totally aware of how wild it is that, you know, there's a group of people that no one ever thinks about called the deep state. <laughs> that is real. And oh, they're like, they're going to run Biden right out of there. Make no mistake. Oh, they're running him out right now. They're fucking running him out. That's why all these crimes or all these these things he's being charged for. And then that judge's decision. How about that judge's decision that he was too mentally compromised to to be tried? That was the uh, prosecutor's decision. Or what, was the, that, the that investigators? What it was? Her, whatever his name was, H U R. So who and was that it? was in his let's, report? That, yeah, let's um. But see do you what need the that exact quote? Does was, anybody we, out there need that fucking report to just watch this guy and go like, of "Hey, not. I feel bad for him. He's fucking old, it's right? We're all going to get there someday." Right? Yeah, it's like, can you not fucking look at this guy and go like, "Some"? I, I can look in his fucking eyes and go like, "Something's not fucking there. Something's wrong." It's the people that work under him, because if they if he goes, they go. Then everybody gets appointed by the new person. The report described special counsel. 80, yeah. Okay. No. Uh, special. The, the, the report described the 81-year-old Democrat's memory as. I wonder why they write that. The 81-year-old Democrat. How about the president? How about the president's memory as hazy, fuzzy, faulty, poor, and having significant limitations? It noted that Biden could not recall defining milestones in his own life, <clears throat> such as when his son Bo died or when he served as vice president. God, God bless his son. Um. But th think about just that, the way they wrote that, the 81-year-old Democrats' memory. Why would they write that? That yeah. seems so nuts. <laughs> little, did, little he's political. the president. He's not just a random Democrat. Like, what defines him? If you've got one word, you go with Democrat? Is, is, that the, is that the Washington AP writing that, or is that in the special prosecutor's report? I was unclear. I was unclear as well. 
Because that's different. Right. Of course, the AP is going to say that. Of course. But even I, don't, I can't see that. the special prosecutor saying that. But it's just, no, I don't think Because so. then it sounds very political. Yeah. But it's it's such a crazy thing to say to call him a Democrat. He's the president. He's our leader. I would put past the media. Though. It's wild. But it's, this is what, what I'm saying about, like, the wiring under the board has been exposed in a way that it's never been exposed before. Where you're looking at it and you go, What? What are you guys doing? He can't he can't stand trial because he's mentally unfit, but he can run the country. Don't worry about it. He can't speak. And he's going to run again. He can hardly fucking walk. But it seems like when they release information like that, they know what they're doing. They're slowly chipping away at it. And by the time probably, I would say like May rolls around, it'll probably be Gavin Newsom. That would be my guess. If I was, I'm not like playing this sport, so I'm watching it from the sideline. I'm like, what would I do? How would I, what moves would I do? I can't, how the fuck can they run Gavin? I, I keep hearing that Gavin Newsom, Michelle Obama, like Gavin Newsom, how the fuck? When you, when you just look at California, one of the most beautiful states, arguably the most beautiful yeah. Yeah. in America, resources for days, fucking everything. And it's just him, fucking Pelosi, fucking Maxine Waters, fucking Adam Schiff, they just fucked the whole state up, like fucked it up. Everybody's running for the fucking hills. You got to wonder how much of it is by design. You got to wonder of it how much is designed to make the population more unstable, more violent, more scared, more crime, less less ability to prosper. Everybody goes like everyone's much more vulnerable. Well, this, this like seems you, like a lot of work of the Democrats, though. It seems crime? like something is probably behind it that's bigger than that. And if I would guess, You're it's not probably a conspiracy foreign theorist, money. Right? I'm 100% a conspiracy oh, theorist. Right. Fuck. I, I love a good conspiracy. Must, must be good. I believed in Bigfoot until about eight years ago. Oh, fucking <laughs> the Yeti is another story. <laughs> I didn't say I didn't believe in the Yeti. I don't anymore. <laughs> but I, I was all in for a while. But I've been, I've been down so many rabbit holes, so many 9-11 rabbit holes, so many... You know, Bohemian Grove rabbit holes. I went there once. Bones. I got kicked out. Did you? You yeah. went to the Grove? Yeah. Oh, shit. Why'd you get kicked Fucking out? Fucking weird. <laughs> Fucking weird. I punched a kid in the head. You punched a kid in the head? And in Bohemian Grove? Yeah, it turns out. It turns out this fucking kid was an infiltrator. So then after that, I was kind of oh. this hero. Like a year or two later, he'd come back. I was like, I'm not coming to your little fucking weird party out in the fucking woods. I was like, I went once. It ain't that cool. So the infiltrator, what happened with you and the infiltrator? We're sitting around, we're sitting around this fire. You have these little, they're kind of like tree houses or campsites, but they're really nice. Everyone has a private chef. Got like, you know. Really? Yeah, you do share a room. Me and Jimmy John shared a room. That was fun. <laughs> um, and I came around, kids talking around this fire, and he just pop, started popping that shit, and I just fucking went at him. Oh. <laughs> Gave him a couple, helped him up. It's like, hey. We good? <laughs> well, we were, I think, you know, we weren't on great terms, but I think we had an understanding. It wasn't, it was just, you know, one of those things. And then I couldn't go to the to the concert that night. I think Zach Brown or somebody was playing, like, you can't oh come. My God. I had to sit home like I was in fucking timeout or something. I'm like, fuck this place. Meanwhile, <clears throat> you're a kid rock and you're getting left alone by these people with some fucking <laughs> crazy person and you defend yourself. Fucking weird. There's going to be a certain percentage of people that are just out of their fucking minds. And if you haven't vetted them, that's on you. Hey, kick for, them out. for all I remember, it could have been drunk shit or whatever. It wasn't the end of the world. It was a little tussle and a little hit the ground, maybe a punch here and there. It was like, you know, then it was done. It wasn't like, you know. But it was a fight. 
I guess you're just a nice guy. You didn't beat him to death. It was a tussle. You're a nice guy. But it's, um, how many people infiltrate that place? Because a bunch of people have filmed videos there now. I have no idea. Alex Jones was the first. Him and John Ronson, this is back before Alex Jones was persona non grata, and people would do legit, like legitimate journalists like John Ronson would do these things with them. Not you familiar. Ever, you never seen that video of them in Bohemian Grove? I've never Grove? heard of John Ronson. John Ronson's a brilliant guy. He's a, uh, what, what is his exact, he's an author. He wrote that book, uh, So You're Getting Publicly Shamed, about like social media shaming. You know, like he's an interesting guy. He's a very funny guy. But he, so he went with uh, Alex to Bohemian Grove and they filmed these rituals. These people dress like druids and they're burning this effigy in front of a giant owl statue. The, oh, the, I was at the yeah. owl statue. This is fucking <laughs> hilarious. So I'm there on day one, right? And we're drinking beers. Like it's pretty laid back. There, there's some really cool talks. I remember this dude talking about shooting asteroids out that might hit the earth in so oh, many really? years, shit like that. I'm like, fuck, this is cool. Oh, wow. But the first day, it was the first evening, and you gather around whatever, the owl by this lake, if I remember correctly, which could be a little hazy. It was a long time ago. And, like, I'm, I'm, I've heard about this place. I'm like, this is some real secret-ass shit, man. <laughs> I can't believe I'm fucking here, right? And it's just a trove of celebrities. Fucking everywhere you turn, it's just fucking A, fucking A. So you go there, and I'm, like, thinking we're going to hear some shit, right? They're, they're about to introduce the first speaker. And I'm like, fuck, this is going to be some shit. And they're like, and no offense against this guy. We, uh, we consider him friendly. We have very good mutual friends. But they're like, ladies and gentlemen, Tony Danza. And I'm like, and I'm like, what? I'm like, come on, man. Who's a fucking boss? Tell them bitches. <laughs> Wish you would have just gone up there and be like, who's a boss, bitch? <laughs> That's hilarious. I was like, no fucking way, man. I was like, we came all the way to this secret ass shit. And I love Tony. Fucking love him. But I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> I was like, they brought Reagan back from the dead and he's gonna speak her hologram or some shit. Like <laughs> You were hoping for some devil shit. <laughs> Just some crazy shit, yeah. one way or the other. He was, he was a very good speaker, I gotta say, but maybe they toned it down. Maybe they toned this it has down to be 20 after years ago. infiltrated. Oh, really? I, I'm terrible with dates, but it's a long time ago. Okay, because when Alex snuck in was like was this like the nineties, Jamie? What was it? Like when Alex Jones and John Ronson snuck into Bohemian Grove. That's when they first got that video. I, f I want to say it was in the 90s. I want to say it was like 99 or something like that. I did have some fun there, I got to say. It was fucking weird. I met like uh, Paul Pelosi and his son. Oh, boy. And like Chris Matthews. Like, you know. And, oh, but okay. I was hanging out with them. We were having cool conversations. Kind of cool. weird. And then they asked me like I had to come play my guitar. Oh, no. And like <laughs> sing at one of these camp things. And I was like, I feel. <laughs> I feel so dirty. Like, I don't do this shit, man. What the fuck? Yeah, that's got to be weird. Hey, man, play us a song. Well, it's kind of like a unspoken requirement, like a wink, wink. Like, you, oh. you need to take your guitar over there. You know, if you want to be in good graces or be a team player type deal. And I'm like, yeah, I really don't. <laughs> a friend of mine went to a party and uh, in the middle of the party, Michael Bolton just starts singing. And everybody gathers around while Michael Bolton was standing there singing. Was it set up? Yeah, it was set up. Oh, well, that's fine. But no one knew. And all of a sudden, like, I think no one knew. How do you he know? Didn't know. <laughs> but it was just like, what's going then, on? Then how do you know? All of a sudden, Michael Bolton singing, and everyone should just be quiet. It's not a bad strategy if you want, don't want to look like a putz to, like, otherwise, just like, hey, these motherfuckers paid me a shit ton of money, and I'm going to sing some songs. Right. That's what it is. It's like the ultimate flex, you know? 
Yeah, that's how I used to fund my foundation to a corporate gigs. Dude, Dana White had a birthday party. I've played it a few times. I know you have. <laughs> I know you have. And Dana White's birthday parties are wild. And he had a birthday party, for, I think it was for his 40th, and Stone Temple Pilots played. Mm -hmm. Dude, they put on a show like it was a fucking packed arena. That's what I did. I mean, I know you Ask did. Dana. That's what exactly did. what he said to me. He goes, yeah. there's 150 people here. He goes, where'd you think you were? I was like, fucking... AT&T Stadium. <laughs> That's exactly what he told You kind of got to put yourself in that mindset. Fuck yeah. Because yeah. those things can be fucking grueling. Right. They can be weird if people aren't paying attention. And the Stone Temple Palace thing, there wasn't a lot of people there. There was only a few hundred people there. It was crazy That's usually what they are, a couple hundred people. Dude was killing it. Killing it. He had the bullhorn out and everything. Oh, Scott was the best. Man. Oh my God, what an animal that guy was. Like it was so inspiring, like how good he was at performing. Yeah, he was fucking loved Scott. God bless him. They they killed that show. It was really good, man. It was really good, and you felt like super lucky to be there. That's great. You know, there's something about seeing something where there's not a lot of people around to see it. You know, that's why I like watching those UFC fights in the Apex Center. There's something yeah. about, even though I know the world's seeing it on video, like to be there live while that's happening. Like we, during, That was one of the positive things about COVID. Can we talk about that punch? At the oh last God. fucking one we were at, sitting there, that fucking, I think it was the second. Josh Emmett. Yeah. That crack. Oh, my God, dude. That guy punches I, I've only so been to a hard. handful of the fights. I know you fucking, obviously, that's your. Josh that, Emmett might be the hardest puncher in that division. I never ever. heard anything like that. Yeah, he hit so hard. I thought the guy was dead. Yeah. Well, that was a crazy combination of Bryce Mitchell moving forward quick and then him catching him right at the end of one of the most powerful punchers ever. In, in the 145-pound division. Yeah. Show that again. Watch this. Look, look how that dude's built. But this, I mean, you can't appreciate it without the smack. Smack! Look at the fucking physique on this animal. I mean, Josh Hammond is just a ball oh. of muscle. Bro, that guy it hits. It sounded like somebody smacked a two-by-four like, against a garbage can. Bro, if that guy hits anybody, they go night-night. I mean, anybody. Damn. Anybody. He had this fight with Michael Johnson, and it was a Michael Johnson's a really good fighter. Like he, he knocked out Dustin Poirier at one point. Damn. Michael Johnson's very, very legit, and uh, Michael Johnson's winning the fight, and Josh Emmett catches him with one punch and just shuts him off. Watch this. So Michael Johnson's winning this fight. Boom. Oh. One shot, dude. One shot. I mean, <laughs> crazy power, man. Oh. I mean, his power is preposterous. He's got the total, what Faraz Sahabi calls the touch of death. That's the touch of death. Oh. He's, got it, he's got it better than anybody in the sport. The touch of death. But that Ilya Toporia guy that just uh, knocked out Volkanovski, he's got the touch of death, too. There's guys, guys that are just... getting bigger. It's not, they're just getting stronger, but their technique's getting better. Mm -hmm. It's like any sport. It just keeps... There's a lot of factors. There's a lot of factors to, to having that kind of power, and some of it is just pure genetics. Some of it is just you just got lucky. You got that frame, whatever it is. Like Josh, he's built like, if you look at his body, it's just like a fucking tank, just his ball of muscle, <clears throat> and he gets so much force into it. And that's just a gigantic advantage. If you use it correctly like Tapuria does... Did you see that fight with Tapori and Volk Volkanovski? You know, I still don't know all the names. I know a handful of names. It was the featherweight title this past weekend. It no, was uh, I didn't Alexander see it. Volkanovski. He was trying to uh, defend his title against Ilya Toporia. 
and Volkanovski been dominant in this division forever. He's and Toporia put him to sleep, man. This is not the fight, by the way. This is just like yeah, the lead up to the fight. Yeah, Toporia, he put him to sleep. It was wild to see, man. This kid is a fucking monster, and he's only 27 years old. And he said he was going to do it. He said, oh, "I'm going to knock him out in the second round." Well, do any of those guys go and go like, you know, my my chances are about 50-50 on this one. No. <laughs> some some guys have respect, you know, for their opponents. Right. And they, they they say things like, well, oh, "He's a great the, champion." That's hey, no fun, though. Yeah, that's no fun. This is a talk shit sport. It is. And it hypes up the match, gets everybody going. Yeah. Fucking. And it's also part of the psychological warfare, because that shit works. Yeah. Especially on some people. Some people, like Nate Diaz, doesn't work on it at all. <laughs> you can talk shit to him all day long. <laughs> like that does not going to change anything about the kind of ass whooping you're going to get. But for some guys, it fucks with their head hardcore. They just have a really hard time with someone talking shit about them, and they get real emotional. It's a lot of sports. A lot of fucking even in my business and music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You see people when that red, red light comes on, when mm-hmm. you're doing something like live or taped to television or whatever, mm-hmm. you see people that red light comes on. I have band members. I have like 10 of them. It's usually one. Somebody just fucking can't keep it together and fucks up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just one of those things. It's just something about having that fucking cool, calm, collective fucking mindset when you're going into anything that's stressful or you know high energy whatever it might be how much how difficult was it for you when you first started getting famous because you go from being a regular dude to being kid rock in not a lot of time what was it like getting pussy no (laughs) it was like being the man and just pretty much what it was But was it stressful? Was it like hard to deal with? Fuck no. Wasn't it all? It's fucking awesome. <laughs> I love it. It's the greatest fucking shit on earth. I'm like, uh, I have to worry about fucking buying food. Like, I'm going to be able to put my kid through college at this point. We're getting a new fucking house and getting a new car. Fucking getting a nice seat at the restaurant. Yeah. Fucking no problem with that. I, I, I'm not one of those people that bitch about it. Like, what do you think it is so about? Tough. What do you think about people that can't handle it? Like, why, what do you think it is? Fucking get away from it. Britney Spears, move back to wherever the fuck you're from. Where's she from, Arkansas or Louisiana or something? I don't know. Somewhere down there? From. Get the fuck out of L.A. That place is eating you fucking alive. I think Britney's in Vegas now, right? Oh, so much better. Yeah, it's better for her health. <laughs> you it's know, I'm not going to do heroin anymore. I've, I've <laughs> stepped it down to crack. <laughs> and gambling. And get a, there's ways to get away from it. Yeah. There's ways. Trust me, you know this too. Yeah. So many of these people, because I've been here and seen this first fucking hand, the mm-hmm. front row seat. Half these people are telling these people. They're feeding the machine through a source to get their story told. They're telling them where they're going to be at so the paparazzi's there. Yeah. It's a fucking game. It's a publicity <clears throat> game. It's weird. And it works. You can make a lot of money that way. Who the fuck I don't fuck hate the games. Like I, I, I That's what the Kardashians did. Exactly. Worked out. Worked out well. God bless them. Solid business model. For them, really worked. Like, if you just want to make money, that's the way to do it. I will never get the big ass thing. I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> I just, right over my head. <laughs> you don't like big asses at all? No. Really? You like them little? I just fucking small white pancake ass with huge tits. <laughs> <laughs> Every man has his type. I don't know. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Everybody has his type. But but there's like this fucking ass movement in the last 10, so many years. It's awesome. It's awesome to watch. Watching rap videos and shit, it's fucking great. 
I'm like, really? That's all right. <laughs> you just don't know the, what the appeal is. None. Wow. None. I don't think I could be further from you in that department. I love a good ass. Yeah. A big well, girl that looks like she could squat. Sly stone, different strokes for like different folks. Girls look like they can pick up heavy kettlebells. Oh God. Well, <laughs> I don't have a he- I don't have a heavy kettlebell. <laughs> I'm working with the old two pound hand weight down here. <laughs> different strokes for different folks. And isn't that the message anyway? Yeah. For the world? Totally. It's really what it should be. Right, I'd say I have anything against it. I'm just saying I don't get it. Yeah, I get that you don't get it. And I mean, that's okay. You got like a 1970s sensibility. You know, yeah. like the Catherine Bach days. Oh, yeah. Dukes of Hazard. Oh, fuck. Remember how hot she was? See, if if a girl with a huge ass drove, drove up into General Lee, I'd definitely be excited. <laughs> <laughs> that lady was so pretty. Oh, my God. I remember watching that show thinking, that's not even possible to be that pretty. How the fuck is she that pretty? All those shows. Love Boat. Fantasy Island, Dukes of Hazard. How about Charlie's Angels? Charlie's Three hot Angels. chicks out there solving crimes. Fuck yeah, with guns. <laughs> <laughs> Sold. Fantasy Island, like they got oh, a fucking yeah. midget. You're like, yes. Oh, welcome to Fantasy he's Island. He's in a suit. They got a little guy in a suit. Like, fucking, and, he's got an accent? Oh, fuck, turn it up. Was there always a lesson <clears throat> in Fantasy Island? Like, they didn't really need what they were asking for, and they should have just, like, stayed where they were? Wasn't there, like, those recall. kind of messages? I don't remember. Did fantasy? Did but it wasn't o- it be kind of like careful what you wish for? Yeah, type thing? yeah. those are always that way. You know, it's always there's always like a trick. The genie's got a trick. Careful what you wish for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's never like, oh yeah, and then I'm gonna be the king of the world and everything worked out great. <laughs> <laughs> you have one wish. I'm gonna wish for a million wishes. That would kill you, right? <laughs> if they if you do that, they get real mad. Like, no, you abused the wish. Totally. Imagine if that was real. Imagine if genies were real. We're just all looking. I was always like jealous Pokemon. of Ricky Schroeder on Silver Spoons. I'm like, fuck! Look, all these kids got a fucking train in his living room, man. How cool is that? Pinball machines everywhere. Shit! I'm like, fuck! That looks awesome. It's not like I grew up without. It's from a very middle upper class family. We had everything we needed. We had a swimming pool and tennis court and shit, all that. But I was like, fuck Silver Spoons. You're like, we don't have money like that. That's some other shit. That's what social media is doing times 10, right? Yeah. Imagine being a kid today and just dealing with all this social media shit. Trying to keep up with the Joneses. Impossible. Yeah. I think it's even worse. Like I I have, well, my granddaughter's nine, but I have nieces who are teenagers and going through all that stuff. And it's, man, the influence it has over them. And then what the other kids say and then what they're all saying on Mm -hmm. social media and what the new trend is and what the new this. I think it's always been that way, but now it's just exaggerated times a thousand because it's a difficult thing for adults to handle in the 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 emotional aspect of going back and forth with people and comments and stuff and the whole world is commenting on things like when they're doing that to each other the kind of pressure that they're putting under them no kids have ever experienced that before no kids have ever grown up with that before this is a totally new pressure and if you look at the data it's like suicide went up self-harm went up depression went up it's not healthy. It's not normal. Uh, and I think it's the devil. I said that the year Twitter came out, you might be able to look this up. I care. I think it was in Rolling Stone or somewhere or whatever. They're like, what do you think about Twitter? And I said, Twitter's fucking gay. <laughs> this is probably what came out. <clears throat> and, and 
so as time went on, because I always saw people like having a Subway sandwich for lunch or whatever. I'm like, no one gives a fuck. Oh, like, right, the early days. Yeah, like, you know, yeah. I get promoting stuff and this, that, and the other, fucking getting a rise out of somebody, stirring the pot. <clears throat> but then the funny part was, years later, you know, Twitter blew up to be this huge fucking thing, and they're like, this fucking reporter's getting kind of snooty with me. And he's like, you said, and I quote, Twitter's gay. And I'm like, no fucking way. I go, I didn't say that shit. <clears throat> I go, and I'm so sick of you fuckers in the media misquoting me every time, every opportunity you get. I said... To be clear, I said Twitter is fucking gay. All right? Get it right. <laughs> the I gotcha questions like that. You said. Dude, that's why I stopped doing interviews like 10 so many years ago. Yeah. Because, you know, you used to have to promote something called every radio station and every market. It's like that would be part of your day. Get up early, which I was not good at back then. These days I'm up at 3.30, but it's not good at the back in these days. It's like, get up early, call all these different places, all these things like weekly. And it turned into, as the internet and social media started becoming prevalent, it turned into, I gotcha. Because that was the headline. And as my publicist used to say, dude, you speak in fucking headlines because you have no fucking filter. And I'm like, I don't. It's going to be very tough to change that. So it was always this, you know, <clears throat> be your buddy. Say some nice things. Hey, your new record's great. Blah, blah, blah. Then, like, fucking get you on the line with something. Of course, I go off the fucking rails. Right. And then, fucking, that's all you hear about. And it just, you know. Well, that's what they want to do. They you still know, do. They only have a couple of minutes with you. They want to say something outrageous or question you in a way that's going to go viral. Yeah, yeah. I just got tired of dealing with it. So I fucking... yeah, and I feel bad for so many reporters that were so good to me, especially in Detroit. You know, that, that I just kind of, I, I think a lot of them took it personal. Yeah. I was, I was, I've been meaning to contact him for all these years and say, like, hey, there's, you know, I'm going to do stuff with you again. I'm starting to come out of it. I'm doing your show. I'm like, I get it. I got some stuff to promote. I'm like, but I, I just didn't, like, if I never saw another fucking TV camera an <laughs> interview again, I'd be fine. I'd be yeah. totally fucking fine. Like, I, I don't need to be on fucking Good Morning America every week. I don't give a fuck. But you, you don't have to. You have a, a beautiful setup. Well, I'm very blessed to not, to not have to. The way you're you living your life is amazing. I don't want to overshadow that. I'm extremely blessed. Oh, I, I know you appreciate it. But, like, the way you're living, like, I've talked on this podcast many times about you giving me the tour of your house. <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't even done. Oh, by the way, you got that wrong. You're like, what did I get wrong? You, you said someone, my girl listens to you religiously, my fiance, and, she's, and she'll always play me the, the hot clips, you know? Right. The shit and shit. And what, that one was on, on me, and you're like, he's got a golden shower. I'm like, a golden shower? That's like pissing on somebody. It's a gold bathroom. A, the whole bathroom's gold. Yeah, there's a shower. The shower's not gold? <laughs> no. Well, it, was, it wasn't in place yet. It, no, it's it was just a, I just seen the tile, and it was golden, and someone told me it was a golden shower. I was right. like, that's the most amazing thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> the golden urinal. But the walls were gold. Yeah, yeah. It's all, everything was gold. It was go Dude. It was before, when I went into it, it was before everything was, was installed. was that, three, four years had, ago? So yeah, we, I think it was three years ago. You have ago. no idea how hard it was to find gold toilets. <laughs> Not joking. Now Can't you can go on Google and you, and you pump them up. Well, I had to get the seat gold-plated because I couldn't find it. I found a gold toilet and <clears throat> couldn't find a seat in the lid. Mm. And fucking God, I had to, like, you know, cheaply gold-plate it. Well, gold is a weird... You ever see what they can do with gold? They can take a little tiny piece of gold and cover this whole table? Absolutely. Very I get strange. I get so much shit gold plated, 18 karat, 24 karat gold plated. Look at that, bro. You got a gold <laughs> Where the fuck did you get that? The internet knows fucking, everything. Hey, that's on the internet? Bro, look at that. That's amazing. A gold urinal. <laughs> <laughs>
Why not? Your house is incredible. I describe it to everybody. I'm like, there's two bedrooms. <laughs> the fucking house is gigantic. It's bigger than the actual White House. It's got two bedrooms. I think your house is bigger than the actual White no, House. Fuck I no, I think so. No I way. think. Yeah, somebody was telling me that. No fucking way. Yeah. The White House is like a hundred thousand square feet. Are you sure? Yeah. That thing looks little. I've looked it up. Isn't it, but the White House has more than one house, right? Like there's two. Well, there's, there's like, more than there's one house. There's levels. There's underground, basement, oh, main floor. Then you go up and up to the to the main residence. And they have tunnels that go out to you know to the other side to the VP's place where the vault where the bowling alley is and shit. And bro, is that the dumbest idea of all time to tell everybody where your president's going to be all the time? <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking dumb idea! Oh, he's in this super visible house. It's yeah, just a house. I think they're pretty protective sl- over there. How protective <clears throat> can you be? If you watch those Instagram drone the videos. airspace is shut down. Okay, 55,000 square feet. All right, I'm wrong. I thought your house was bigger. No, nah, mine's 27 or something. But what your house is is... Uh, but it's on 200 acres, not 18. What your house is is exactly if an 18-year-old kid won the lottery. <laughs> oh, 100%. <laughs> And said so you can have any house you want. I want a fucking <laughs> giant room for jacuzzis with like exposed beams, like a collapsed mine. I'm like, this is amazing. I joke with my friends when we're when we're touring. I l- I love to give people tours. I'm proud of it. You know what I've done and hard work and shit. And I, I, it's one of my favorite things to do. <clears throat> and I joke with them all the time. It's, and it's pretty serious. I'm like, if I had this fucking house 15 years ago, somebody like I'd be dead. I'd be fucking dead. <laughs> There's no question. It's an amazing setup, dude. You, Thank you. you you've made a party house. It's perfect. Yeah. Beautiful view. Great place to be. I, I believe awesome, if man. there were an advertiser, it'd be a great place to entertain. Yeah. An entertainer's an, dream. An entertainer's dream. Yeah. <laughs> if you were trying to sell that, oh boy. <laughs> what is it about twenty-seven thousand square feet? How big is it? Yeah, but, okay. I put, but the only Two reason I put, the ele- <laughs> I put the elevator in because I'm going to die there. I was like, I'm going to need to get up and down these floors one day. <gasps> that elevator is amazing too. That's Gold another elevator. F- funny one, the architect. You know, I, I, that's probably my second favorite thing outside. Passion outside of you know, be a close second with hunting and, and the outdoors. You know, his music is interior design and, and uh, architecture. <clears throat> and so I'm designing a house with, I had to use an architect, obviously, for many reasons, but he's like, are you sure you want to put the elevator right in the foyer of the, of the main entrance? He goes, you know, most people hide it, you know, off to the back by a laundry room or something. I'm like, yeah, I want it right in the fucking middle. I want it gold. So people walk in, they're like, Kid Rock's got a fucking elevator. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, put it right out front, bro. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is the house for ballers. <laughs> This is a house of learning doctors and ballers. <laughs> That's an amazing story. That's how I would do it. It's fun. You built something, right? No, I bought a house. I bought a house out here. But if I was going to build a house, I'd build a house like that. I think I want to. You know, what I want to do is I want to build a podcast ranch. I've been thinking a lot about that lately. You kind of. This is a good. You got a lot yeah. of cool shit here. Like, but you can take all this and like I've already figured out your lighting here for you. I was telling the guys oh, out really? front. Yeah. So there's several spaces here, and there's a lot of light switches. I noticed already just from doing a small tour. Fuck Lutron, fuck Crestron, fuck that automated shit. Okay. <clears throat> what you do, <clears throat> you can you might be able to do the whole building. If not, you can do it in sections. It makes sense. Like this whole front thing, everything's on dimmers, and there's one switch when strategically placed when you walk out of the door and maybe somewhere by your office oh. or something. All hooked up to the same breaker. Click. Like when I walk into my studio where you bend down there or whatever, the 
you know, things like 10,000 square feet. There's two light switches. Shut everything off in there. Three, because one in the studio. It never breaks. Works perfectly. When you turn it on, you're ready to rock. If the cleaning people need to do something, they can adjust the dimmer up or down. And it's the cheapest, smartest, most efficient fucking thing you can do. Mm, good advice from Kid Rock. I don't love that shit. Yeah. That's that's good advice. Yeah, this place is a little chaotic. But this was, used to be, well, I can't say that. I can't talk too much about it, what it used to be. But we, um, I'm, I've been thinking about doing something in a place where we could do a lot of other shit, too. Just like, put in a fucking... Have a with a le- place with a lake. Runway. You can get, definitely get somewhere with a runway out here. If you really or you, you're doing so out. well and you're so successful, have, have get a chopper. So you could bring the people like what a cool experience they fly to your ranch because you're gonna you're gonna get more value the farther you go out yeah but i limit my time in those fucking things oh i do too they did, things, rock and roll and choppers don't mix they freak me out a little bit me too yeah they took out steve ray vaughn didn't it jim crow was it a plane crash that took out steve ray vaughn no, it was a helicopter, helicopter coming out of alpine valley <sighs> up in wisconsin <laughs> jim crow is a million That's of a scary, <clears throat> scary one to my die buddy in. t-roy from um uh, what's it called? Oh, fuck. Uh, uh, Montgomery Gentry. Bill uh, Burr has his own helicopter license, and he took me out. I took lessons. Did you? I took lessons for a while. I had this grand idea when I was younger, when I first started getting fucking money, and I'm like, I'm going to get a fucking helicopter. I'm going to get like gold. 10,000 <laughs> 10, fucking, yeah, exactly. I would. 100%. <laughs> gold flake. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I was like, it looked like a lowrider. <laughs> I was going to get like 10,000 acres in the middle of nowhere, build my fucking little fucking redneck empire. And then, so I started taking these lessons in a single engine Robinson and I, I, I let, let my hand off the collective a couple of times and like, you know, the, the fucking, the teacher's like, dude, what the fuck did you do that? I'm like, you didn't tell me not to fucking do that and blah, blah, blah. And then what really was a deal breaker, I'm like, I know myself. I'm like, we'll be sitting around getting tuned up and I'll be like, you guys want to get the chopper out? <laughs> Go for a spin. Oh my God! Dread flying. Oh yeah. I, I was like, could you imagine? No. Let's let's make enough money Ooh. to ride in the back. Yeah. The only times that I've been in one, I'm like, keep it together. Keep it together. It feels I, like you're I try to stay out in a flying football helmet. Oh, <laughs> it man. seems so fragile. They it seem is. so fragile when you're in them. They're like, Ugh. I'll never get in a single engine. And anything again that flies, never. Everything's everything that flies is based on a system of two, two fuel pumps, two engines, mm-hmm. two everything. Mm-hmm. You can go with without one of them. So your odds are pretty good when those things fuck up. Mainly speaking about planes, it's it's pilot error probably ninety some percent of the time. There was a recent <laughs> private jet that crashed. Yeah, on, that, in L.A. Yeah, Land, what, what it was, was a the Challenger? About, yeah, Challenger three. A couple people got out of the back and the pilots died. Yeah. Yeah, the people survived, which is crazy. If you look at the footage, the passengers the did. We're on the highway. Oh Jesus Christ, dude, that's insane. I thought that was. In oh LA. my God, it that's is in fl- Florida, oh, okay. right? Dude, that is so wild to see. Fox Watch scary. this land. Watch this happen again. Yeah, do it from the beginning. Because the beginning, watch this. Watch this land. This is so that, crazy. That's what kind of look plane, at this. That's the kind of plane I got. <laughs> look at that, bro. Fuck. I mean, how insane is that? And I think it was three people came yeah. out of the back. Yeah, the pilots. Died. Amazing. Amazing. Oh, damn. They just had to just land it on the fucking highway. Holy shit, man. Imagine trying to land a plane and knowing you're going to take out those cars. 
and you're probably not going <clears> to <throat> land anyway. You're probably not going to be able to pull it off anyway. You don't have any engines anymore. Scary. Oh, my God. It's scary just not being in control of anything. Yeah. At least for me, I'm a bit of a control freak. Like, just not being in control of any situation, especially when it's something like that, that always yeah. That's yeah, makes why, you think a little bit more. That's why when, when things aren't a meritocracy and you're, you're hiring because you want things to be inclusive, oh, God. And you're not getting the best people working on your fucking airplanes. Insanity. Flying your airplanes. You're not getting the best people. What are you doing? Like that is what, the, one of the scare. But for especially like airlines, that is one of the scariest fucking methods of transportation. Whether it's the safest, it's arguable. It is very safe, yeah. relatively, but it's one of the scariest for people. It gives them the most anxiety because you give up all control. You're hoping that the pilots can keep it together. You're hoping that the, the equipment's been tested correctly. You're hoping that everybody who like tightens every bolt and checks every fucking weld, they, you're hoping they do a really good job. Like they, they're really good at it. They, they do do a pretty good job overall. Like and I'll even say, you know, like, you know, just lot like this is a place that makes sense for regulations. Yeah, you know what I mean. That as somebody 100%. who's very, you know, very right of center, uh-huh. you know, you know, less regula- regulations on most things. That's something that makes sense, and they have a lot of good ones in place. You know, it's they. You just can't fucking jump in a plane like when something like that happens. It's something's fucked up. Yeah, It'd be interesting to see when they you know do their investigation what happened exactly. Yeah, it would be interesting. Like how does it, how do you get a double engine failure? That sounds insane. Or maybe it's the, like when Sully, you know, landed that on mm-hmm. the Hudson River. It was, you know, geese or whatever right. it was or something like that. Okay, that's, you know, you know, I, I've flown out of many airports where they go out there with shotguns mm-hmm. before just to boom, get to, with blanks just to get the, you know, geese out of there. <clears throat> and they actually let you hunt them at some at certain times of years. Like I know at Metro Airport in Detroit, there was a congressman that asked, they had a special permit to go over there and hunt them at certain times of mm-hmm. the year. And I love the bird hunt. Yeah, they try to keep populations down. They have snipers. They do a lot of different things. To keep they, they try a bunch of different methods to keep ducks and pigeons and shit. Because how many p- planes have been taken out by birds? Probably quite a few, huh? It's becoming more common. Really? You know, you never know if something's more common or is the media just that much more accessible right. with everything. I, right. I always wonder with that. Like, as the population grows, things make sense. It, it gets more of whatever. Right. But... <clears throat> you just don't know in this day and age, like it's, you know, when there's fucking how many 24-7 news channels all trying to report and get an exclusive story. Mm-hmm. It's like, you And know, some of them just straight up gaslighting you. Oh, yeah. Gaslighting you on the news. If I shit my pants right now, like just legit shit my fucking pants, like it would be the biggest story of this week, maybe next week. It'd be a big one. That loser, he shit his pants. As if it's never happened to you. Well, it's not, it's not like the left-wing media is reporting any good stuff I do. No. Well, <laughs> I'm just in their sights. What like, we, we need is a non-wing media. That's what we need. There, there should totally. be value in just the news, and that's what Dr. Phil wants to do. There's supposed to be, that's supposed to be the AP. Yeah, yeah it's supposed to be, oh. but it's not anymore. Because oh, I think journalists at some point in time... The, at least corporate journalists, a big percentage of them decided that they're working towards a better future. They're, they're like they're activists, you know, and I think some of those people are not very charismatic and they're they're People don't like them that much. They just happen to be on television. Well, why do many of these people refuse to retire? 
because now, now they have a career. They have and that's I, all they it's have. It's their now. identity. Mm-hmm. It's their identity. It's like they're seventy-five years old plus. Yeah, they refuse to go away. Yeah, they won't go away. And they that's, also want to give their opinions all the time. A lot of these people want to give their opinions on things. Yeah, I, I want someone who's actually has, if they're in the media, who has consequences yeah. on their opinions. When you're fucking 77, you know, and you're, what's her name from ABC or whatever, like, who's crying at fucking Hillary Clinton's, you know, yeah. when she lost the election, who reports fucking world news. Yeah. You're like, uh, she has nothing to fucking lose. That's not a journalist. I mean, no, that's I want not... somebody who's young, has a family. Like you have shit to actually lose if you're going to sway things this, that, and the other, and get called out on it. If you're in the media, if you want to talk shit, join a band. <laughs> I just feel like we need objective news with no spin at all. Absolutely, and not coming out of a, a place where you don't want to report on a certain thing because it makes Trump look good. Not, not you know. Just look at what are what are the facts? What are we dealing with? Like, what are we dealing with in terms of the economy? What are we dealing with in terms of international conflict? What are the facts? What's actually happening? Don't don't twist it in some weird, if they went by or facts, conservative way. If they went by facts and things like that, there's no one be- been better than Trump. The shit he got done, and if you just look at the numbers in his record, forget about all the noise. You see that guy who was one of the founders of Facebook? who talked about it, and he said it was the right message but the wrong messenger. And he talked about all the different things that Trump did that it, it turns out See, it worked. But I, but I, but I, I even though we're friends, I, 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 even before we became good friends, like I understood, as, as I think a lot of people did, not, not a ton, a, a good amount of people understood that there's a method to that, to what people call madness. Mm. When he says, you know, like, fucking Russia, go after fucking Poland if you don't want to pay your fair share of NATO. My sense tells me, no, he's never going to let that happen. But he's going to fucking go in there and fucking let them know you're going to pay your fucking money. He's not going to let that happen. I, I, I would say in my heart and the way I feel, there's no fucking way to let that happen. <clears throat> it's like when he's telling certain countries, you know, like, if you're going to go into Ukraine, I'll fucking blow up Moscow. Even if they only believe him 5%, fucking keeps him out. You know what I mean? The guy knows how to fucking go in and get shit done and, and talk business-wise and make these statements and this thing. And they don't know what the fuck he's going to do. But I have to say, when he was in office, by me, he did the right thing pretty much every fucking time. Everything he, he did for this country, whether it was keeping the border in check, fucking everybody working, including minorities, energy fucking independence, build the fucking military up, keep us out of fucking wars. I mean, the list goes on and on. I think if people could look at it without his personality attached to it, they'd be able to see that. But that's one of the most amazing things the media has done is they've turned a guy who is a celebrity, who is beloved. He was the host of The Celebrity Apprentice on NBC. Zelensky was a celebrity. Everyone puts him Uh on the highest fucking pedestal. Like, oh, he's the greatest fucking. It's like. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's confusing too, right? Super confusing. That that whole thing when, when the left is calling for war. And the left wants war. That's like, what has happened to the world? Trump just said the smartest thing. Uh, everything he says to me is fucking great. But smartest thing is like, we should not. I've kind of spoke about this with family and friends through the years. Like, why do we keep getting into these wars, giving countries this fucking money, and we get nothing in return? This should be a fucking loan, or we should fucking, we should take land or natural resources that they can buy back one day with a small interest or something. Why are we just giving 
fucking money away, giving our resources. Oh, you know the fucking trillions we spent in Afghanistan and Iraq? So what's the answer to that? <clears throat> Why did they do that? I have no fucking idea. I wish I had the answer. Like, I'm not smart enough to know that. I, yeah. There's probably I, I, someone who could probably illuminate it for us. But what, what, like, Does the debt matter? I don't understand how the debt fucking matters. I don't get it. National debt? Yeah. Everyone's always bitching about the debt, but we just fucking keep spending money. Like, no business survives like that. That's just right. common sense. But they keep doing it. I'm like, it must not matter because we have the biggest bomb. It's like trying to co collect from the biggest bully in school. Like, hey, where's my $20? He's like, I'll beat your ass. Like, okay, I'll get it next year. Who do we owe all that money to? You know, they say China. They say this country, that. I'm like... Imagine if China just bought America. If like one day, like, if they oh, tried they to, us. Imagine if they tried to collect. <laughs> Look at all the people. U.S. Debtclock.org. Oh my God! Look at how much money. Thirty-four trillion. Yo, look at how crazy this is. When you watch this, it's so insane. Yet they're like, "Hey, we need to send another sixty billion here. We need to fucking a hundred billion for this." The thousands. Just look <clears throat> how quick the thousands go by. The thousands of national debt. There's another hundred. It's insane to watch. Bananas. It's they got so that weird. Ticker in New York City. Debt <laughs> per citizen, one hundred and one thousand nine hundred and sixty dollars. Debt per taxpayer, two hundred and sixty-five thousand one hundred and seventy-eight dollars per taxpayer. I, I, I don't understand how that works. That's <clears throat> so insane. <laughs> but I've never heard. How it, is that sustainable? I've never heard it explained. I've heard politicians bitch about it, and we, you know, our debt and this, that, and the other. I'm like, I don't get it. Why yeah. does it keep going up if we can't afford it? I, I, my What's conclusion is we can clearly fucking afford it. We just print some more fucking money or whatever. I don't get it. <sighs> Have you ever heard that explained? No. I never realized it was that bad until watching that clock. There's something about knowing the number but seeing the number move in real time. That's just terrifying. I don't understand how this makes sense. Okay, many people believe that much of U.S. national debt is owed to foreign countries like China and Japan, but the truth is that most of it is owed to Social Security and pension funds right here in the U.S. This means that U.S. citizens own most of the national debt. <laughs> it's a fucking scam. It's a giant Ponzi scheme. It's a Ponzi scheme. <laughs> it's a Ponzi scheme. I just went around... Yeah. Uh, yeah, we need that hundred thousand uh, dollars. Oh, we're gonna dude. pay off the debt. What the <clears throat> fuck? Crazy. What the fuck? We owe it to ourselves. <laughs> God. <laughs> sound like what? A we, we sound like Debbie Downer and Negative Nancy over here with our. Yeah. What are we doing? We're punching ourselves. <laughs> right. we keep going. So to the let's hospital. talk about fun shit. Yeah. Well, it's not. You know, it's just something that just comes up. If you're having a conversation about why the world is crazy, and remember you can't find a single example, politics of it not never being crazy. came up years ago. Never. Do you ever remember that? No. I remember if it came up as like who you voting for, be like none of your fucking business. Yeah, like in the '80s and the '90s, who the fuck talked about politics? Meanwhile, I'm looking in the mirror with a fucking MAGA hat on and a Trump flag. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the biggest fucking provocateur and offender of this. <laughs> yeah, but you're also a guy who's like fed up. You know, you're you're fed up with the, the there's a, a narrative that the world got fed. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I just love my country too much. But it's a stupid narrative. You know, it's it's which it, one? 
Well, the the narrative. First of all, the narrative that right and left are really that separate from each other. Most people care about the same things. Totally. All my left wing friends, I got plenty of them. Look at my fucking band. You want to talk about DEI? <laughs> we got fucking yeah. gay, black, lesbians, fucking, fucking rednecks, fucking females, fucking men, black, white, fucking. That wasn't fucking but done by like. Oh, we need to mix this up. Right. It was like we want the best people. And not only they, that are best for, you know, whatever they play or whatever their instrument, musical talent is, but also people that we knew could get along and could spend time as a family. Like, you know, you hear these mm -hmm. horror stories about so many bands hate each other, yeah. this, that, and the other. And like, we've never had that fucking problem. Sure, we've had disagreements and fuck you and this, that, and the other, but fucking for 25 some years, like, well, that's everyone cool, loves man. each other and gets along. And that's fucking cool. politics all different across the fucking board. I just came to a point where I'm like, look, you got to vote. I don't give a fuck who it's for. I was like, you got to vote or you're out of the fucking band, which is a fucking threat I probably never follow through with. But I'm like, <laughs> just let them know, like, you just got to fucking vote. <laughs> well, that's the difference between social media and real life. In real life, you can be friends with people with all sorts of different opinions because if they're good people, you can talk. You can talk even if you disagree. And you'll find more in common yeah. than you don't have in common. Much more. It's, it's so Everybody simple. wants basic things. They want friendship, love, family. They want to be successful in whatever they're trying to pursue in life, and they want to be safe. Everybody wants that. Those are the primary things we all agree on. It's the most important things that all of us want in our life. And then the other stuff, when it starts getting on the fringes, like you know, trans women competing as as biolo with biological females, like now you're out there in in crazy land, and that's getting the majority of the attention. But that's not the majority of our fucking problems. <clears throat> the majority of our problems, we all kind of agree yeah. on keeping things safe. And we, we disagree on, on the paths to get there. Yes, to those things, and that's great. That's what it made makes America great is thinking differently. But instead of thinking so much about the things that we disagree on, which I think are insane, and how many people have been incited by bullshit stories in the media, and it's changed your narrative on on all the people running for president, whether it's gaslighting you about Biden or gaslighting you about Trump. They're just bullshitting, to get, trying to get whatever narrative they want out there, and they don't really give a fuck if it's the truth. Well, and not only that, the truth can be spun so many different ways. Yeah. Facts and numbers can be spun so many different ways, where it's like you teeter that line where it's not really a lie, yeah. but it's not the whole truth. What's really wild is that the people behind Biden are willing, like if he wasn't fucking up as much as he is, if they could just kind of keep him out of the limelight for a while, they're, they're willing to run him again. Could they because keep them out of the limelight any more than they do, though? But they're basically, what they're saying is they're running the country without the president, right? Yeah. That's essentially what they're saying. Absolutely. And that's what that report says. That report says he's not there, okay? So if he's not there, then you know he's not really running things. And if he's not really running things, that means the people that are running things are now not the president. Insanity. And they'd like to keep it that way. Insanity. And, they, and they'd like to keep it that way. Well, that seems fucking nuts. <laughs> it's in fucking that is insane. not what we signed up for. We didn't sign up for these unelected people that are working under the administration, taking care of everything. We well, did not sign up for that. It's hilarious to me that a lot of the extreme leftist people, you know, they have this <clears throat> thing where, like, you know, older white men are the fucking devil. They just are. And... So what do they do? <laughs> Elect an older white man who's That's a the guy fucking who Catholic. Power. <laughs> yeah. 
This is the most diverse. That was the thing that the uh, White House press secretary lady was going on about how diverse the cabinet is. Jean-Claude Pierre. And that one dude gets caught butt-fucking in one of the Senate rooms. Oh, God. Yeah. You see that? What the fuck? And then there's another person who's like a trans influencer, pulled their tits out on the lawn, took photos of their tits out of the White House lawn. And it's almost like we got to compete on the right. It's like, hey, hey, we got George Santos. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. That's hilarious. Fucking weirdos, That dude's a hoot. Fucking cuckoo. He's fun. He's fun to listen to. He's fun in those interviews, man. He goes off. He's sassy. As long as he doesn't have access to your finances or... <laughs> yeah. It seems like he might might be an H-U-S-T-L-E-R hustler. <laughs> I thought that one the other day because I'm always trying to do comparisons to Trump and Biden for people that, you know, they know my French and my love for Trump is politics, everything. And, um, you know, I don't like the way he talks and he speaks. And like, okay, okay look, you fucking, you need an emergency medical procedure. You're in Los Angeles, and you have to get to Santa Barbara. The only people that can drive you there that are available are Trump and Biden. Fucking pick one. <laughs> right. That's good. Yeah, but he shouldn't be driving anywhere. There's no way Biden should be driving. That's not fair. He's having trouble walking. He can't do anything. They don't really want him as president. They just want him to get them into power again. That's what it is. It's people running the show behind the scenes. I mean, Corrine Jean-Pierre, how do you, how do you say her name? She got busted using his account. Kareem, tweet. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Did you see that? <laughs> what happened? She got busted using his account to tweet. I didn't see that. She fucked up and forgot to change accounts. <laughs> so she tweets as the president. Oh, like, boy. you got to see this. <clears throat> uh, you know, people fuck up, make mistakes. Uh, I know, but it's just fun to see the wiring under the board. Yeah. It's fun to see how the sausage is made. Like, yeah. this is an... This is not really the president. The wizard's just a small, angry guy. (laughs) It's literally Weekend at Bernie's. This should be impersonation. Look at this. Investing in America means investing in all, all caps, of America. When I ran for president, I made a promise that I would leave no part of the country behind. (laughs) And she put it out. She put it out under her account. Yeah. Bro, when they say things like that and they tweet, when presidents like Biden tweet, it's like trying to get wisdom from a fortune cookie it's like they're the dumbest little quotes like who's who's who read that and was like yeah he did and he's doing a great job i bet fucking reagan would have been good at it i think most of the people that are supporting biden online are bots i think there's a lot of people that are genuine democrats and are supporting <clears throat> biden don't get me wrong those bots but some are of problem. the some of the nuttiest pro biden stuff Despite like no matter what happens no matter what kind of gaffe he makes where it's so embarrassing And if it was your dad, you would want him like get get dad get dad We got to get him off the stage. It'd be like dad can't you can't do this dad dad dad. It's over We got to get you to a home. We got to get you some care. So I heard from a very good source I can't confirm but it was a very good source that when Biden met the Pope he shit his pants (laughs) Did you hear that one? I hope he did (laughs) That's amazing. <laughs> I mean, I don't hope he did, but if he did, it's a funny this story. This is a very good source. <laughs> Damn. It's not fair. It's not fair to do that to an old guy. But that just shows you the mechanism behind the scenes that keeps the country running. It's a bunch of people working for the president, and now they're essentially pulling all the strings. It's kind of wild. 
And uh, those people definitely don't want to see Trump get into what's power like because the, then they lose everything. What's like the last election? This a lot of this stuff seems like it was done semi behind the curtain, and now it seems they've come to a point. They're like, we don't give a fuck. Yeah, we're we're, we're coming right after this guy. Yeah. <clears throat> everything we're gonna find him three hundred and fifty-five fucking million dollars for where there was no one that got hurt and a fucking yeah. There's no victims. Fucking insanity. Yeah, that's what the insane part about that is. Elon actually posted about that. Like, where's the money going? Where's the money going if there's no victims? If he didn't owe anybody any money, where's that money going? Because there's he, no, there's no like one person that's a you know a claimant, right? I hope he drops it off in fucking pennies, right? At Leti- I just Letitia James's front door and that fucking stupid judge. I'm just fascinated by watching it all play out. Well, it's like they're doing it right in front of your face. Right in front of your face, like a banana republic-style prosecuting of your pol- political opponents, framing them in the worst way possible, getting judges to, like, we tried to figure this out, and we tried to be as reasonable as possible, to figure out how anybody could ever value Mar-a-Lago at $18 million. Unbelievable. Well, you go to Google right now, look at blank property and Palm Beach. Yeah, a couple acres will come up for $100 million on the water. He's yeah. got property, 18 acres, on the water and the intercoastal. Just the land alone is insanely, <clears throat> insanely valuable. And then there's a palace on it. <laughs> like, for you to tell me that's only worth $18 million, I'd buy three of those. There's vacant land on Zillow. Go to Zillow. Type I would, in Palm Beach. Sell them go go like highest to lowest price. Bro. Something will come up for $100 million. It's two acres. I'm not even a real estate investor, <clears throat> but if I found that for sale for $18 million, I'd snatch that shit up and turn it right around. All right. You're crazy. That's so biased to say that's $18 million, no matter what metric you're using. Think about it. It's been pretty much every day, every week, since this guy came down the escalator and announced he was running for president. It's been nonstop. And I can confirm that because I I got on board pretty early before he got the nomination publicly. And I've had shit thrown at me, at my level, just constantly nonstop. This guy's took it every fucking day. That's, That's why we call him Teflon Don. He is, in in an odd way, the only president that didn't age. <laughs> they Incredible. All, they all rapidly age. Dude, I, I golf with that fucker all the time, man. It's fucking unbelievable. I that was guy wa- doesn't miss a fairway. Hits it 250 yards right down the freaking middle. That's amazing. It's incredible. And, and that's his only form so of exercise, too, right? He's so smart. When he's talking numbers and different things, and his memory, like everything, you're just like, man, it's mind-boggling. Really? He's that smart. Really is. I, I, it's unbelievable. Is, has there ever been a turnaround like that before, where like so many people love the guy for his bombastic personality, and then he becomes president, and then they all hate him? You know when it all started? It all well, started. See, the media would have you think that everyone hates him. No, no, most people love him. the The reality is when you go to the UFC. I said when you right. Tucker Carlson, him and Dana White walked in, it was like Bananas. the Republican Avengers. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> it was the most. <laughs> it was the most insane reaction. It was like they have a super team. There's a super. Where and, was that one at? Well, I've seen you guys walk we, in together multiple times. <clears throat> New York for Vegas, sure. Miami, Miami. Miami was a big one. But, but they were all nuts. Yes. New York was bananas. Yes. Bananas. New York City. New York City. And that is, a, and that is a very diverse crowd, the UFC. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, yeah. The, the UFC is the most diverse crowd. Look at, look at Tucker smiling. The UFC is filled with people from all walks of life. There's a giant lesbian fan population of the UFC. I got so a huge a lesbian, lesbian fan base. Fi- Do you really? 
That's yeah, because awesome. I had a couple lesbians in my band. Nice. We always joke, like back in the day, like the early days, like always be these fucking hot chicks in the front row showing their titties and shit, you know, just cool rock and roll shit. And like, so I started, I started, I, I got a great friend in um, at Toledo, Ohio, Dan McGurk. And, um, you know, he's got some, some issues and um, what do you call it, Down syndrome or whatever. And uh, so he's posted a lot of things publicly. You know, I, I kind of stopped doing Make-A-Wish and I kind of took him for life. You know, he's my friend and I'm going to be with this kid forever, whether we go, awesome. go to a Pistons game or, you know, he comes to all the shows, anything like that. So, but as a result of that and then having two lesbians in the band, like me and my guitar player a couple of years ago sitting there jamming on stage and we're like, boy, man, shit's changed. And it's like three, four kids with Down syndrome in the front and like four lesbians like hanging out. I'm like, wow, the times they are changing. Yeah. They are, right? You know, one of my favorite songs of yours that I, I play in on my Green Room uh, playlist is Run Off to L.A. Oh, shit. I love a, that song. a deep dude. cut. That's a fucking <clears throat> great song, dude. That is a deep cut, but that's a great song. One of those breakup that's, songs. Yeah, but it's a, it's also like there's so many guys that get get got, you know, <laughs> to have a get the fuck out of here song, you know. Don't be fucking with them Hollywood hoes. Yeah, <laughs> bro. There's some predators. Oh, man. Learned my lesson. I used to watch them move in on dudes at the Sky Bar. Remember the Sky oh, Bar? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, we would call them the Coyotes because <laughs> you could see these like really aggressive, hot Hollywood crazy ladies who would move in on these rich guys. And I remember I was, <laughs> I was watching this, this bald, chubby guy getting seduced by this girl. And then, <laughs> and then she goes, do you like Coke? And he's like, uh, yeah, I like Coke. Yeah, okay. And then I'm like, oh, she's got you. She's got you, buddy. Hook, line, and sinker. And she's going to be moving in soon. She's going to be moving out your shit. She's going to move in soon. You're going to marry her. <laughs> then she got you. Done. Yeah. It's a, like a real, like gold digging is a real business model, just like those Nigerian princes. Gold digging is a, an interpersonal <clears throat> way of uh, where crazy people can latch onto people's lives. It's fascinating to watch. No better place to do it than Hollywood, it, California. It's crazy because so many of these guys are like executives and back in the day at least. And they they were killing it back then. TV executives are out partying at the Mondrian. Yeah. <laughs> and the coyotes just move in. <laughs> I knew a bunch of dudes who lost a bunch well, of money. Well, my theory on Los Angeles Cal or Hollywood is you get all these beautiful girls that migrate there. They want to make it at some level, want to do something. So wherever, it doesn't matter where it is on earth, doesn't have to be Hollywood, wherever there's a bunch of hot chicks, whether it's the local disco club in your town, wherever, there's a bunch of fucking greaseballs, bunch of fucking kooks. If there's a conglomerate of hot chicks hanging out in a concentrated area, it's a bunch of fucking weirdo dudes. Just a bunch of fucking creeps. Mm. That's five fucking like dive bars. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so it's just b being a proximity to hot chicks. Yeah, it attracts every d bag on earth. Mm. That's probably true. Yeah, if they know that. You know, hot I remember chicks are going to like pop there? popular clubs, different oh, places, yeah. and just you know, wow, there's a ton of hot chicks in there, and they look around like, wow, there's a bunch of d bags in here too. <laughs> I remember thinking of going like when I was a kid and I first started going to clubs. Like with my friends, go to a dance club or whatever. Just yeah. being an idiot, like wearing Cavaricis and looking stupid. Fuck yeah, just parachute pants. <laughs> and all I could think of is like, this is like the least 
pr- productive way ever to meet somebody. <laughs> like I've never met anybody at one of these places. It's always just me and my friends standing around, looking stupid, trying to figure out how to meet girls. I didn't either until I fucking had a hit record. But yeah. I, but I fuck. I look like the same dirt ball I look like now my whole life and like fucking couple hit records well, I was fucking Brad Pitt you look hot <laughs> fucking god that sexy motherfucker talent is the great equalizer mm-hmm. it really is talent is the great equalizer if you have talent you, you could bat way above your head <laughs> confirmed <laughs> it's everywhere you see it all throughout Hollywood mm-hmm. it's interesting it's interesting it's interesting how that stuff works it's never going to change. No, it's never going to change. It's just you're always going to have the, the the whole thing about Hollywood too is that you have to be chosen. Like most of the people that are out there are out there to be chosen for something. They're out to be chosen to get a record deal or chosen to be on a sitcom or chosen to be in a movie or chosen to be on a show. It's you have to be picked. So you're always trying to figure out how to be more but if, but how the, to fit in more. But the more true talent, like raw dog talent you have or whatever it is, like it starts to negate some of that stuff. It definitely You does. still have to kiss the ring a little bit. Like right. I always called it, I always said, you know, when it came to radio, it was a whole fucking game to play to that shit. And I only had a couple radio hits. I was, I always say I was willing to tickle some balls, but I would not insert penis in mouth. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of my... Do you think that's why, because you had so many hit songs, but they weren't necessarily radio hits? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Well, MTV was huge for me. So that was that was even a better outlet than radio, but I've never had a number one song in America. I was never willing to do the fucking shit to, to get it there. All over the world where I didn't have to do anything, yeah. Went number one in seven countries or something, but yeah, I was just, I, I, my feeling was always like, okay, we have to at some level when we're, when we're getting this big chance, you know, after I'd been knocked down, this, that, and the other, and finally got my big record deal in like 1997. I was like, okay, this is do or die. Have to play a little bit of this game. And it was one of the best, my most successful record, because that's kind of what I did. And it worked. And then after that, my philosophy was like, you know, I came out with Picture, and they're like, this is going to kill your career. You know, you Dude, a I fucking love country that song. song. Yeah. I love, that's also on my Spotify. They, they literally told me it's going to kill my fucking career. Oh, and I was so like, crazy. I, that's my a mind, great song, man. Yeah, thank you. My mindset at that point was, I want to try to make classic records, not hits. You know, something that'll stick around and, and it's hard to nail it you know i probably made a thousand songs and there's arguably you know a handful of fucking great ones in there you know it's it's like being a photographer you take a thousand pictures you hope you get five good ones dude you got a lot of bangers but i love picture cheryl crow <sighs> that voice she can sing god damn she can sing She's there's very, emotion in that voice very talented our politics so don't talented. line up so well these days <laughs> i would imagine not <laughs> are you still friends we're we're still friendly we don't talk as much you Doesn't know that suck well we, yeah we've, it we've sucks. Sat, we sat down recently we we're talking about gun control <laughs> I'm oh like, no yeah and i'm like cheryl i hear she's like no one in this town will you know, country artists will talk to me about it. This and I'm like, yeah. yeah it's if you want gun control, you should move back to L.A. or New York City. It's very prevalent there. That's just not kind of the Tennessee way of life. I was like, and the scary thing about it is like, I could say like, okay, common sense gun law. If we actually had one to keep guns out of mentally disturbed people, I could take a serious look at that. Yeah. And I know the NRA is going to be all over for that. I don't fucking care. I can honestly take a serious look at that. But the problem that I see in it is as soon as this common sense gun laws passed, written up by attorneys and people in, in you know, politics, 
that none of us can really understand. They throw in some mumbo jumbo. First thing's going to happen is, oh, did you see that crazy shit Kid Rock was saying and blackout drunk and his honky tonk? He's, he's not mentally stable. We need to take his guns away. You know what I mean? It's like, where does that line get get crossed and back and forth one 100%. side or the other that's the problem with the common sense law it's like there's not everybody doesn't have fucking common sense that's a very good point it's also a very good point that you can get experts to lie we saw that during covid yep you can get experts to lie and Absolutely. if you have mental health experts or you could get a decide that you're unstable for a political reason for any reason i could i could go out and find you know 10 people a conglomerate of 10 people that hate joe rogan yeah easy. and get them to all you could say get, i'm mentally unstable right for get, sure get the same I probably shit admitted to being mentally unstable right in some ways <clears throat> but it's not you you can't let people define that because you, you you're gonna get people that are just using it to take away your rights and then they're gonna once they have that now they push past a certain line, they're going to push even further. It might get to a point where you're not allowed to have knives anymore. It might get to a point where you can't have a sword in your house. What was their argument for years? Why would you need an AR-15 with yeah. a 30-round clip, right? Yeah. One, one well, word, 30 one, people breaking one, into your house. One word answer. Israel. Right. It's a great, great answer. You know, that was <clears> one <throat> of the craziest things I saw somebody tweet about Ukraine. All you people with AR-15s, you should be donating them to Ukraine. Like, do you not see what the <laughs> fuck you're saying? This we know that this this is a real possibility with human beings that they can invade places and shoot people up. That's a real thing. How and do you want us to be unprepared? How do we Why? how do we protect our politicians so well and our courthouses exactly. and everything else? Exactly. We can't do this for our schools. These anti-gun politicians are being protected by people with guns. Brave people with guns. And they live behind gates and walls. Exactly. And they're protected. <clears throat> yeah. And they're, they're getting away with pushing this nutty agenda. And the, the, what you need is better law enforcement, better trained, more law enforcement. But the, the problem is... Who wants to be a fucking guns, cop these right. days? Yeah. They've made that a popular sport. Yeah, they fucked that up hard. Gosh. It'll be a long time before that recovers. I'm not saying every cop's good. There's good and bad in everything, as we all know, that have a smidge of common sense. You're going to get bad actors in anything, anything, anything. Anything in life. But overall, when your kid can't breathe and you call 911 and that cop shows up. Yes. You know. Or someone's holding someone hostage. Or you need someone rescued, or there's a, a real problem. Someone's shooting up a store, shooting or, you up know, a school, and you see yeah. those cops in Nashville Jesus go Christ. running in there. They were trained in the exactly. military, exactly, not knowing what they're going to face. God bless them. Exactly, and that's the, those are the kind of people that you should fucking praise. That's most cops, and it's not it's not the private schools. My granddaughter goes to a private school. They have security there. They're right. taking precautions. Says, what about the people that can't afford private school, which is the majority of this country? Yeah, you know what are we doing for them? Politicians all talk about it, like. Well, it's, there's also certain ideological aspects of shooters that they don't talk about. Like they didn't want to release that trans shooters manifesto because it's like this really crazy anti-white, anti like. You know, there's a, it was a weird manifesto. The same way, just in Kansas City, they didn't want to say who the shooters were. Right. And what's her name was on Bill Maher the other night, uh, and and Coulter. Mm -hmm. She's like, well, I can guarantee it wasn't two white guys because they would known. They would have had them all over the news. And 100%. unfortunately, that's fucking true. It's a hundred percent true. And anybody that denies it, it doesn't matter if you're right or left. You know that's a fact. This is not. And it's a... fucked up. We need to catch these shooters. Yeah. We need to catch these bad actors. You need to give me the ultimate description of them. Yeah. You know. 
He yeah, had a shaved head, right. you know? Oh, that's it. Uh, 40s to 50s wearing a gray sweatshirt. Yeah. You know what I mean? Looked like he was high. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can't just say two men. No. Yeah. Trying to keep a PC politically Show the correct. fucking pictures. How quickly did they have the pictures? How quickly did they know? Probably within an hour. Yeah. Yeah, it's a weird time, man. It's like people are scared of reporting the truth because they're going to be called racist. It's so strange. And it's, you're transphobic if you're talking about the fact that these shooters are trans. Like, how many of them in a row? How many I, of them in a row? I'm checking all the boxes for the, for the left, extreme left wing. Right? It's nuts. I'm a racist fucking Nazi. <laughs> Just fucking laugh when you have this shit. I know. It's nuts, man. Anybody that opposes them in any way, shape, or form is far right. But, but you think about it. It's, it's actually is Nazi shit. What is his name? Goebbels or Goebbels or mm -hmm. whatever, you know. Tell a lie a thousand times, it becomes the truth. It's also, <clears throat> you should be vehemently opposed to this, no matter what your political ideology is. You should be vehemently, vehemently opposed to gaslighting from anybody. The, the, your side should win because they have the best argument. They shouldn't win because they're full of shit. That's dangerous. It's dangerous to everybody. And the fact that we're all just trying to sort this out in real time as a country, and so many people are skeptical of the news now, so you don't know where the fuck to turn for the truth. Well, they're skeptical of the news. A lot of people are skeptical of you know, the CIA and FBI, like institutions that have been there to protect us and serve us for years, and our judges and prosecutors. And we're like, everyone's being exposed. At least say what you are. That's you know, that's why you know, I, 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 don't, I, I don't care you know, that people know who I am and where I stand, because I know where other people stand around me. And it's the oldest cliche, you know who your friends are. Yeah, I know who my friends and my family are. In the world that I have, I'm so blessed to have. And I don't need to try to play both sides of the fence to you know, be in Hollywood's good graces. Yeah. As, as David Spade said, he's like, dude, you're like Hollywood's fucking kryptonite. <laughs> <laughs> but good for you, man. Good, good for you for being yourself. The world needs more people just being themselves. You're a good dude, man. I don't nail it every time. I've said things out of line that in, in a different day and age, I would probably have apologized for. But in this day and age, no fucking way. You're a good dude, man. You really Thank are. You. you really are. You've always been a good dude. You're always cool to be around and you're, you're cool to everybody. You're always friendly to everybody. Like when I went to your house, I brought some friends. You're just cool to everybody, man. And it's like... That's what really matters in life. It doesn't, you know, th this idea that you're supposed to be hated because you have a different political opinion than someone else is so dumb. It's so dumb. Can we just look at who the people are? Can we look at who the people mm. are and let's debate which, which is the right idea in terms of like what to do with the economy or what to do with the environment or what to do with all these things? That should be what we're all concerned about. To Absolutely. everything be so fucking these people are evil and these people are the future and this is the death of democracy if you go that way and it's a shut the fuck up you people are freaking everybody out exactly you people are freaking everybody out and i don't think you're right and you weren't right when he was in office where did where what happened where was the end of the world the guy was in office for four years where was the wars oh we didn't start any new wars you know exactly the whole thing is nuts man and during the Biden administration, the disastrous pullout of Afghanistan, you realize that all the shit that he wouldn't have done, <clears throat> he wouldn't have done it that way. He would Not have done. All. He would have asked those guys. He would ask the generals, like, how to do this? Absolutely. And do it the right way. Absolutely. You should get. Yeah, they should get out of there, but they're probably going to have to maintain some force there. Otherwise, the Taliban's going to take over, like they did. 
Like yeah, fucking take them a month. <laughs> fucking duh. And then you left all the tanks because it's too expensive to get them out of there. He was. T- I, I saw Trump t- talking about that, like how insane that was. Right. That you left behind all the military equipment. It's billions of dollars. Wait, why are we sending money to countries how, that hate us? How could you ever imagine a scenario where it makes sense to leave a hostile military group like the Taliban tanks? <laughs> <laughs> what? Insanity. You, and it's also it's almost like you know we're going to have to go back. And you'd like them to be a little bit more well-armed this time. <laughs> so then we could have a real war war, Jesus. like a bigger war war, like a war war with two armies. So then it's a war. if we lose some people, then you can really justify spending much more money to well, buy, I'm, like, better shit, to fuck those people up with their old shit, our old shit. Well, unfortunately, some of that might come back to haunt us here, and I hate to put that out in the universe. But it's, you know, with this border being open, we know there's bad actors here. We know it's not... If they would have, you would have to do that if you could. If you were, I mean, if, if ISIS is real, we know it is. What, what, if they're doing their job, they would sneak in. They already have. Well, why wouldn't you sneak in? They're already here. They're already here. Okay, kid, unfortunately. Rock, let's put on the tinfoil hats. Why, <laughs> why are they allowing the border to be open like this? It's insanity. I don't know. To get votes for the Democratic Party? I, I have no idea. I can't answer that question. It seems insane to me. We want. Great migrants to come here. Yes, it's the foundation of our country. I know so many good ones that fucking work hard, that we're working on my house to build it, to do different things here and there. Sure. Friends. You know what I mean? We, we need workers like this. We just want them to come through legally. I know I sound like a broken record. It no, should be a, a, a better vetting Trump, process but... that allows people to come in legally. But also, you have to vet people. You can't just let terrorists right. through. If you really care about security. So this is my question, and this is where I get, when I, when I get really conspiratorial. When the weed kicks in, when you get real conspiratorial, I start thinking about all these things that are happening, the decline of California, the fucking tents in the street, the fact that they know they can clean it up, but they choose not to. They cleaned it up when Xi Jinping came to San Francisco. You saw that, I right? I saw that. So if, it, who would be... Po- <laughs> Why would anybody want it to continue in the same direction that's continuing? Because it seems to be deteriorating. It doesn't seem to be improving. Who, other than someone who would want America to fail? Well, the other question is like, okay, Trump handled it to the best of his ability with the tools he had in his toolbox. Biden now has that same toolbox. And he keeps saying, well, Congress won't give me the money. They won't pass. And why the fuck is that going on, too? Then they put three things in one bill. They put, you you know, they put Ukraine Ukraine in the border wall. Border wall and Israel, aid to Israel. They put those three. Th- Why the fuck are these not separate bills to yeah. vote on? You know, because they're all trying to throw their fucking bullshit in there. It's that is, and that's game. both sides do that. Yeah, they both do. They that. both should cut that crap out. It's like we're gonna vote on the fucking border wall. Have it be the fucking border wall, and that's it. Yeah. Don't fucking try to piggyback Ukraine and Israel into there. Those should be separate bills on their own. Well, not only that, how much are they required to know about the bills they're signing? Because some of those bills are enormous. Uh, attorneys have fucked this country up beyond belief. Some of those bills, how, unless you spent a long time going through them and if you're also even educated them, enough 
Right. To okay. decipher the lingo, the right. wording, the definitions. Yeah. You don't think a lawyer can spin something around? 100%. That's why I was saying, like, I was going to say, and consult with people that are experts in whatever the fuck they're talking about. They should be written two-page bills, two to five to ten-page bills, in layman's terms that anybody with a high school degree can fucking decipher. Yeah. Period. Why don't they make that a law so we can all read them and understand them? The fact that they sandwich all kinds of shit inside bills is just nuts. That should be illegal. Completely. You're sneaking stuff in there that allows for mass surveillance. And Trump pulled their pants down on that. Yeah. Trump did that. And make no mistake, there's plenty of fucking the Republican establishment that hate him too. He's fighting them as well because he's like, you guys are full of shit over here too. He's telling so many people up there in D.C., you're full of fucking shit. He goes, I'm going to run this like a fucking business, and I'm going to win. He likes to win. He loves to win so much that he fucking, that I want him fighting for this country because he wants to fucking win. I want him on my team, period. I like it. I like your passion for this, Kid Rock. (laughs) This Mitch McConnell guy is the most amazing one. He won't step down. Once again. He keeps freezing up. He froze up again. Yeah. This guy's locked up like three times. I don't get it. Well, he just locks up. Like, if he was doing any other job, they would stop. They would stop him. They say, you're going to have to retire. You can't. You just lock up. If I lost my my voice or some ability to do what I do. Well, if you just locked up, we couldn't talk to you. Right. Forget about losing your voice. What if you did it? Would you you still come on here? I just do a podcast like this. I'm Joe Rogan. I'm still trying to. Like, no. You'd be like, you know what? I had a good run. Yeah, you'd have to stop. (laughs) <laughs> just stop doing that. Whenever they get him in front of the podium, the dude just locks up. I just feel like sometimes we're having like the dumbest conversation because it's like we're repeating a lot of things and it's all, to me, boils down to common sense. You know what I wonder about Mitch McConnell, too, though? He's probably guilty of some s- serious shit. I wonder if like he's doing the Vincent the Chin Gigante thing. What's that? Vincent the Chin was this b- mob leader that would pretend he was crazy. <clears throat> so he'd walk around with like a bathrobe and slippers and he'd shuffle around the street like a crazy person. And uh, his dons would meet him, or his uh, the old rope and dope. Exactly. <laughs> so all of his uh, bosses would, you know, the, all the guys under him would meet him, and they would go walking. And so the, what the FBI did was they put these recording devices in all the hubcaps of all the cars on the street. They parked their own cars there, and so they recorded him as he was walking. And then they they knew he wasn't actually crazy because he's really running the mob. But he did it by pretending. So master like, of deceit. If they're coming after Vince. Uh, or uh, what's his name? What the fuck's his name? The, oh. McConnell. Ma- yeah, McConnell. If he's uh, pretending to be locking up, that'd be a good move. Like if you think the shit's coming down. You, you think, think he's that good of an actor? All you have to do is this. I could do that. <laughs> I could fake lock up. You could do it straight face. Oh, good. <laughs> In front of a bunch of cameras. I'd, I'd lock up. <laughs> if I knew I was going to go to jail, it was. <laughs> if I locked up like that and sat there like that for a minute, I would make sure I had like a huge fart on deck. Right. <laughs> Stand there like everyone's go. like, oh no, oh uh. no. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> and then go, woof. You're never beating fart jokes. No. It's Imagine just... someone doing that as president. Hold up. Like Joey Diaz style, <laughs> grabbing the mic, putting oh, it in man. his. Joey Diaz has done that on stage. Where he gonna... grabs a mic and puts it in his ass How and I farts. Cramp. You cramped up? Oh no. Cramped up. On your leg? How much water have I drank? Yeah. Do you take electrolytes? I do. I drink the fucking hydrogen water. Really? Do you ever I do all that shit. Somebody told me Red once. Red lights, saunas, cold tubs, fucking intermittent Fuck fast, yeah. fucking Let's cardio. Go. Fuck yeah. Fucking Kaiser gym equipment, circuit Let's go. trained. Fuck. Let's go. 
Somebody told me once that if you get a cramp in your leg, you should actually pinch down on your tongue, and then it's a pressure point. Oh, shit, if it comes back. Yeah, I've tried it. it. I think it might work. I'm not sure, though. It might just be in my head, you know? The worst is foot cramps. When your foot locks up. (laughs) They say to eat potassium, too. Eat it? They say potassium. Like grab a banana or something like that. I I very rarely get cramps because I I, I drink a lot of electrolytes now. I do, too. I mean, I've drank four or five cups of water. I didn't used to do it at all. I I never drank them for years and years and years. I just worked out and drank water. And then when I started drinking electrolytes, I was like, oh, my God, this is such a game changer. Let me ask you a health question. How do you get... I've been meaning to hit Dane on this. How do you get protein, the best protein, without the calories? Why are you scared of calories? Uh, just because st- I don't want to bulk up. I just want to stay thin. And, well, you know, a high-protein cores... diet is probably one of the best ways to stay thin. Because well, I eat a lot of protein. I just don't satiated. eat it after I work out right away. I haven't been. Well, you don't have to. Because I don't eat till 1, then I stop at uh, 6 or 7 o'clock. The idea that, I mean, you're not a fucking professional athlete. You don't have to eat right after you work out. Um, it's the best way to get optimal performance is to, you know, get some glucose into your muscles. Most people think carbohydrates after workouts are really good. But if you're on, a, like, a high-protein diet, one of the things that happens, like, if you're on, a, like, a carnivore diet specifically, you don't crave as much food. You don't eat as much. I don't eat as much just from doing the intermittent fasting. I kind of do that what I want on the weekends or when I go out to yeah. dinner periodically. Mm-hmm. I do it so I can do that. You know, I eat a lot of raw vegetables, the right fruit, and then a lot of salmon, chicken. Should be careful steak. with some raw vegetables because really? yeah, you get I oxal- a ton of raw vegetables. You get oxalates. Um, that the thing about raw vegetables, especially especially when you uh, blend them up in like smoothies and shit. No, no, I eat them raw. Right, like a, I use tzatziki, little tzatziki if I want some flavor. I mean, <clears throat> you're probably not eating enough that it's going to be a real problem. But for people that get like blended smoothies of raw vegetables, especially like raw leafy greens, they say that like when you cook them, it actually is more bioavailable and it gets rid of the oxalates. You could you could get it out of the um, out of the vegetable. Hmm. But I know people that have drank a lot of smoothies, like green smoothies, and developed like kidney stones and shit. Yeah. And it, it becomes a bit of an issue for some folks. I don't know why. It might be a genetic thing. Like, I do smoothies. It's a protein. Oh, oh really? Yeah. With yeah. amino acids, protein. I'm addicted to Jocko's proteins. Jocko's got this stuff called Mulk. It's fucking delicious. It's so good. I'm addicted to it. I just keep drinking them. <laughs> Even when I don't need it, I drink it. But you don't need to uh, worry about, like, what's high calories well the, the, i like the real to, high calorie things are the things that you shouldn't be eating anyway if you're trying to lose weight like pizza well you gotta factor in spaghetti. that i like to drink my beer oh that's a lot of calories when that's usually only one or two nights a week like depending if i'm working yeah. or not but like weekends and that's usually only one good night but i can drink some fucking beer i bet you can drink some fucking I can beer. Drink some beer. I bet and can. i enjoy that and i'm not fucking stopping not well just, then maintain i do so i mean i'm maintaining good yeah but don't worry about calories for food the food calories you need. You I was just talking about sustain. after working out, I thought you were supposed to have protein, protein you should. pretty quick. You should. You should have uh, carbohydrates and protein after you work out. I like to eat some fruit after I work out. I like to eat fruit before I work out, too. That's like t- kind of the only time I ever eat fruit. I, I've been trying to eat the right fruit, blueberries, melons. Blueberries are great. Yeah, I Wash them, though. Blueberries. Yep. Wash the <clears> shit out of them. <clears throat> That's the thing you got to worry about foods, like what the fuck is being sprayed on your food, how how good of a job they do at cleaning it up before it got to the grocery well, we store. We got, shelves. I'm sure, like we got two freezers full of fucking elk and, oh. and venison. We got yeah. chickens for our fresh eggs. <clears throat> yeah, you know, we're we're pretty good about that stuff. And and 
very fortunate to be able to afford it. Yes. Because we joke, even if, you know, we shop at Whole Foods, like we, we nicknamed it Whole Paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's brutal. And it's also like I've had people on, like the guy from um, White Oaks Pastures who explained that whole grass-fed thing. And then also that it's a U.S. product, even if the cows are grown in another country. Did you know that? No. They ship, they, they can they can grow cattle in another country, kill it in another country, ship it to America, and then if they cut it up and put it on the shelf, then it's a, a product of the USA. Makes no sense. But it's wild. So they're labeling it like a product of the USA when it's uh, Uf, USA rather when it's a <clears throat> cow from another country. What's well, a whole nother conundrum of trying? Just fucking see through the bullshit on food labels. Yeah. You know how much research you have to do? And then you fucking start Googling this shit. You don't know what the fuck to believe there. And the worst thing you do is like, you know, I have a headache. You start Googling like WebMD headache. And it's like, you're dying. You're <laughs> fucked. <laughs> you know, it freaks you all out. Yeah. Fuck. Let me tell you about these fucking shows we're doing. Tell me about these shows, Kid Rock. Some fucking next excited about this shit doing a uh, huge schedule this year nine shows <laughs> which is kind of like my number i like to do nine or ten <laughs> but this year the the big one is called rock the country and it's a two-day festival with me one night and jason aldean one night <clears throat> and ca cast of characters from miranda lambert to hank jr skinner Bradley gilbert travis tritt on down and so we're doing these in very small towns like uh, Ocala, Florida, and Mobile, Alabama, and Gonzales, Louisiana, just in these fucking fields. And this is like, so I own part of this festival. Um, and it's this place for fucking people who love music, love freedom, and love fucking America, which I'm not sure that they have one of these anywhere. It's like a two-day like festival for the people, rock the country. It's like everyone's welcome, but you're probably not going to see a whole lot of blue hair and nose rings there. <laughs> right. And so I'm super excited about that. You're essentially doing like... like dude, Ocala, Florida, there's 26,000 tickets sold already. Ocala fucking Florida. That's incredible. And we're going to these towns, you know, and there's... And we got RV stuff, and, you know, you can camp out of your car and stuff like that, and VIP experiences and all that shit, but... It really, you know, when they approached me about this and, and, you know, having a piece of it in perpetuity, you know, it's made me do shit like this, go out and, like, it, it excites me to go out and do things now rather than just go tour and make money, okay? I've been blessed to be able to do that. That doesn't excite me, you know? It always excites me to play, but to do something like this a little outside of the box and create this space, because make no mistake, all the shenanigans and experiences we're going to have here, the people are going to fucking make it. The people, because you know they're coming red, white, and blue. They're coming with their mag of shit and this, that, and the other. Like, it's going to be a fucking shit show. The greatest shit show on earth. So I'm looking forward to that. And then we're doing, uh, this is, we're doing Kid Rock's Rock and Rodeo at AT&T Stadium in Dallas. <laughs> yeah. The night before uh, the PBR World Finals, bull riding. I've, I've really, in the last several years, gotten into, <clears throat> started with rodeos and bull riding. We played a lot of those through the years, Calgary Stampede and Cheyenne Frontier Days. And, um, you know, of course, the Houston Rodeo. And I wanted to take rodeo to the next level. So we've created six teams. So it's team competition rodeo. So, like, you know, the ropers are going to be going head-to-head -head rather than just timing them. 
And then I'm going to open the show rather than have, you know, usually it's the rodeo and then you play music. Right now, the way I'm trying to format it is I open with a big number, like kind of an award show type thing. I'm really going to put some fucking time and effort into it. And then, you know, we'll do the rodeo, have some music for entertainment in between. I've been I've been gunning for this one and I think we found it. We want to do some entertainment between, you know, trick riders and, you know, six shooters and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But I think we found two midgets that are going to ride mini bulls. Wow. Fucking mic drop. <laughs> you can still do that today. Fucking mic drop. And then, of course, we're doing Kid Rock's Comedy Jam. Uh, I think it's third year, third or fourth year. Who's on that? I don't know yet. Uh, Brian from Zanies. You know, usually oh, yeah, handles that. Like, Brian. I put, I know Chris Porter will be there, my old friend. You know, if we Gillis did it, you know, the first year. Uh, Donnell Rawlings. We've had some great people. Um, Eleanor Kerrigan. You know, I'm a I'm a fucking comedy groupie. If I didn't have shit to do tomorrow, I'd, I'd be up at your show, <clears throat> hanging out in the green room and giving comedians hand jobs. Like fucking, <laughs> I pretty much live at Zany's in Nashville. You know, oh, that's and, awesome. So we do that for charity. It's, everything's hundred percent for charity. Is that where you met Theo? No, I met Theo a little bit before that, but he popped up the first year, and he like he came as the big star and did did fifteen twenty minutes. Yeah, Theo. He, he we have a little Nashville. musical guest play. I did it one year, and you know other people, and uh, it, it's something really fun. Just because I fucking love comedy, it's called the American Badass Comedy Jam. It's during Comedy Week in Nashville. How many of those have you done? I think this is the third or fourth. Nice. We've been able to raise some real money for people. I got buddies of you know throwing 10 grand here just because they got it and shit like that. So we've, you know, raised, usually on average, just at the Ryman Theater, a few thousand people. So we've raised 80 to 100 grand every year. Nice. Last year we donated the money to the victims of the Covenant School shooting in Nashville and then the, the guys that lost their lives on those choppers that went down outside of Fort, uh, Fort Campbell. So we try to pick a couple specific things each year and help people out. And That's awesome. It's fucking great. That's beautiful, man. That's a really cool thing to do with your time. I'm glad that you like, you know, like that excites you now. Yeah. Doing something interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something where you got a stake in the game. Yeah. You know, where where you really, you go out and you fucking work it. You promote it and you tell people what it's about and you're excited about it. You know, like these rock the countries. It's, and, and it's a fucking gamble, man. When you're fucking with Mother Nature, oh, you're right. doing an outdoor fucking festival. Especially in Florida. In the middle of fucking nowhere. And, you know, we're yeah. trying to, <clears throat> one of the smart things I pat myself on the back. One of the things we came up with was before we announced these and did them, we got we invited everyone from these small towns or states, whether it was their mayors, head of city council, sheriffs, state senators, and we have we had some of each show up from each state and had them all up to my house in Nashville, and we, you know we broke bread, and we just talked about how can we put our heads together and make this a great experience for fans, because you know. That's the biggest thing when you're doing these festivals that you have to make sure of. Do we have enough bathrooms, enough water, enough things for people to do, like, you know, create photo ops, this, that, and the other. Right. The music's going to be what it is, you know, we're going to give our all there like we always do. But, you know, to be involved in that level, you know, to be able to throw my creative ideas in and this, that, and the other. One year we tried to do the General Lee Hood slide. <laughs> Worst fucking idea I ever had. Fucking John, this is when we used to do this thing called the fish fry. John Schneider got him to host it. I got a new... You know, I have, a, I have a very nice General Lee with 440 in it. I got a new hood for it, like an old hood that we painted, because I know the hood's going to get fucked up, right? Right. So I've got this all planned out, because I'm so fucking smart. 
Well, the first fucking lady goes to fucking, it was like some money and, you know, judges. The first fucking lady, she's got a big old girl. She's got a beer in her hand. She goes, she fucking trips, bam, head her right in the front quarter panel. Oh, my God. They fucked that car up. I think I had four grand worth of damage to it. Oh, my God. How was that lady? She okay? <laughs> she fucking bounced off. She still had her beer in her hand. Oh, my God. But that, but but that's fun trying different shit like that, you know, great fun shit. Like so, I get to have my input on these on these festivals and really give my two cents and and try to do cool shit and and things, you know, just just up it, make it this fucking patriotic fucking freedom love and music festival, which I just saw a need for it. Well, there's a lot of people that didn't feel like anybody was talking to them. Half the country. Yeah. Why do you think Yellowstone's so big? Duck Dynasty. Exactly. All that shit. Yeah. There's a lot of people that just don't feel like they're being represented in the media because they're not. Or this deep, it's like fucking the experience system. Like I get into a fucking program, a series on something. And like I said, I don't give a fuck if you're gay. Just be gay. If you're Jewish, just be Jewish. Hey, if you're black, just be fucking black. We don't got to like clap louder for you. All right. Just fucking, but it's like become this fucking Hollywood bullshit where I'm into some fucking program. All right, second episode. Here comes two guys kissing, or the trans person enters in just for no fucking reason, not for the narrative. Not if it fits the story, I fucking get it. They just gotta factor it in. I'm like, fuck, go, fuck off, I'm like, fuck off, like fucking. It's it's just. Do you notice this on Saturday Night Live? This is a perfect example. And I I TiVo every week, and you know I just love Saturday Night Live, but I'm like, all right, fuck, now it's become unfunny. There's bands in there never fucking heard of that suck, and it's gotten it has its moments where it's great and this that and the other, and you probably know the ones I'm talking about, but nonetheless, I watch it, and I've noticed this. It's like so when they're doing the opening monologue, you know, one of the cast members will be in the crowd or whatever, and everyone will give them some applause. Watch this every fucking time when the Asian gay dude comes on, people are like, yeah. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Why? Like, why? Why are we screaming louder? He's not the best person on the show, clearly. You know, Mikey Day's fucking great. You know, there's other people on there that are fucking equally great. I'm like, why? Why are people doing this? Like, you know, just clapping louder. That's like, we're all just fucking humans, man. Be who you want. They want to show they're inclusive. That's what I mean. It's, it just shows me this fucking millennial generation that like a good chunk of them are just complete fucking pussies. It's very performative. You know, virtue signaling is like something that everybody does now. It's like it's something that you feel obliged to do. It's like you're so brave. Yeah. It's like, you're so brave. You're so brave. <laughs> God bless you, soldier. <laughs> like, <fuck. laughs> this guy likes dick. It's yeah. not that big of a deal. It's not that big. It shouldn't be that big of no. a deal. Yeah. No one cares. No. <laughs> we should clap on who's the funniest and the best one on the show. Yeah. Now, what the f- now you got me going on rants. I haven't even had a drink. I like a good rant. You want a drink? No. Okay. Oh, I'll take a beer. Let's get some beers in here. Let's get some Bud Lights in here. Hey. <laughs> Speaking of that, Shane's hosting SNL this weekend. Yeah. Oh. I know. I had that confused. I thought it was not, <laughs> not the last week and the weekend before, and I'm like, nothing TiVo, and I want to see Shane. Are they showing him workshopping his It's a uh, promo they put out for it just a bit ago. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we can watch it, but I was just going to God, I'd like to take a look at his wardrobe case, man. <laughs> <laughs> sweatpants, lots of sweatpants. I fucking love Shane, man. He's the best. 
He's, he's funnier than shit. People yeah. out there haven't watched his. He's on Netflix. Yeah. Beautiful dogs. It's Dude, amazing. your best joke. I, I meant to compliment you on it. Not not only that, but all your success. I've known you. I don't think people know that we've been in the same circle for 20 years plus easy. Like yeah. when you were hosting the shows that I would perform at and shit like yeah. that. You know, we've always been friendly just to see you fucking work your ass off all those years <clears throat> through all the TV stuff and have this going and make fucking hundreds of millions of dollars. Fucking God bless Thanks, you. brother. Appreciate it, man. But Thank the best much. show is when your own shows, when you're like, can you imagine if all of our founding fathers came back to earth and like looked around in the present day and you're like, and they're like, well, you guys haven't written any new shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking great. Thank you. They've wrote some new shit, some bills. <laughs> right. It's kind of funny. Yeah. But the, the way that our government is structured, they were fucking genius, huh? To figure out that there's got to be some checks and balances in place to keep tyranny at bay. They just didn't know that it was going to be subverted the way it's been. They could. How could they possibly well, know that it would get that far? I think people were smarter back then because they, they had to be. They, they were forced just, to be. They knew the nature of man, too. The nature of man is almost always to, here we go, yeah. let's go. Where are we, at? Where are we really That's drinking Bud, Bud Lights? Let's go. Watch how much shit I get for this. Who cares? Fuck. Why do you get Bud Lights here, by the way? Chain. Oh, Shane Gillis? She's on the podcast Oh, all did time. I tell you these fucking smartasses? You know, my, my buddies now at Anheuser-Busch? For my cheers, bur- Cheers, brother. For my birthday, they sent me a fucking hundred cases of Bud Light. That's beautiful. It's fucking hilarious. Truck rolled up to the fucking house. I'm like... Who the f- what? Because my friends have been bringing it over, shoving it in my golf bags. Like <laughs> since I, since I did the machine gun fucking we'll call it machine gun gate, they've been uh. fucking with me at everything I go to. Like someone's fucking bud like this, bud like that. And finally, I came to a point where I'm like, you know, where I did my research, and like I told you, like I don't give a fuck. Like a lot of people work. You know what the worst part about it was? Is people were like people losing their jobs. And I was like, no, people's fucking livelihoods. I knew people who drove truck for for. You know, with big Bud Light trucks, this, that, and the other, and their fucking livelihoods were crushed. Because now people are fucking with them. One of the heads of fucking AB said he went to my bar, Kid Rock's, you know, big ass honky tonk in Nashville. He's like, dude, I walked through there with a Bud Light shirt. He's like, three people told me to go fuck myself. I was like, yeah, I was reading about this one uh, bar owner who had to stop carrying Bud Light because when people would buy it, other people would get aggressive with them. Yeah, and that's dumb as fuck. It is. That's it's like you dumb can, as fuck. And by the way, I'm not into fucking boycotts and cancel culture. Like sending someone a message, okay, or when they're targeting our children, <laughs> shit yeah. like that. Like you know, there's a fine line there, but ultimately, I'm not fucking into cancel culture and fucking that shit. I mean, I've fucking railed against it since day fucking one. And I'm like, we send them a message, we don't need to fucking cancel them. All right. If they go down this path again and they start this, like, I think they figured out who the, if you're in business and you have a clear market, you might want to focus on that market. Yeah. And don't disparage them openly, publicly like they did. Yeah, I don't think if there's like, what would be like, what's a, what's a target audience for gay people, a product? Like Lube. Lube. <laughs> I think that's, that's universal. <laughs> Um, but you know, it's something be, like that. That's that's you know, this is this is for gay people. You know, primarily. I don't the, think there's. And you thing. probably don't want to advertise on the outdoor channel, right? Just saying. It's nothing to say it's bad or wrong or fucking right. Right. It's just fucking common sense. That's an actually good comparison. I'd be like advertising musicals on the outdoor. Hey, Bud channel. Light, send me a fucking check. <laughs> <laughs> they they sent you how much beer? 
Two pallets, 100 cases. How much is that worth? I have no it's fucking probably a lot idea. of money. Well, it depends. We, How much fucking, did they spend on, Broad, on Broadway in Nashville, including our bar, we're guilty of it. Everyone does it. I'm not a fan of it. Beers are fucking like 7 to $10. Wow. Nobody bats an eye. Wow. But I, when we went into the, the agreement with my partner with the bar, I was like, I don't want shit to do with operations at any level, with dealing with bands, booking. I'll throw in my two cents. I'll keep up on things, but I hang fucking pictures. That's what I do. I come down and I'll get on stage drunk once in a while and sing, sing a number or two. But fuck, a lot of money. If you, depends where you're selling them. So but I've been giving them to my friends. But if they're even, just... you want to see fucking confused people, we get done playing pickleball or something for the weekend. I'm like, hey, you guys take a couple of cases of Bud Light if you want. And they're like, <laughs> and they take them in this room and they're fucking stacked and they're like, what, what the, the fuck, fuck, dude? And I'm like, it's a long fucking story, man. <laughs> but if you got to think the retail on those, let's just say retail. The retail a case on those, of beer is a what, case 15 of beer. bucks? Okay. And how many 15 cases? 15 grand? How many cases was 100. it? 100. <laughs> times 30, 30 grand ish. 15 to 20, 30 grand. Depends. Yeah. They spent a lot of money. Fuck. They send you a bunch of beer. What's well, funny, when I met with them and we were talking, they were like, you know, if you're messaging, you know, we'd like to work out a deal. And I'm like, what? I'm like, dude, guys, I'm not here to fucking do a deal. I'm like, if I, you're messaging? It's kind of like, you know, they were kind of about, you know, like, I was telling them how I felt about everything. Right. First, I was telling them, you know, like, hey, here's how you fucked up and here's how people like minded like me think. You know, and I, and I kind of gave it to him. And I gave it to him at the UFC that night. And I was just speaking openly. I go, but now, after I've done some research, and especially after I talked to them, but not only them, you know, they're the heads of this company. They got vested interest. I'm talking to a lot of people, including Dana, including Trump, including people that own distributorships, people that drive for them, this, that, and the other bars, whatnot. I was like, that's fucking enough. I'm like, I go, but I, I don't. I go, I'm not here to do a fucking deal. I go, no more is going to look fucking terrible. If I come out and I'm like, oh, I got a bunch of money from Bud Light after shooting up cases, I don't feel right fucking no, doing that. No, you shouldn't. I'm glad you don't. I think... And like I said, there's no amount of money in the face of this fucking earth. Like, I threw out a couple ideas and they're fucking terrified. <clears throat> I, I can't wait to tell you one day. I don't want to let them out of the box now because they're okay. fucking genius. Um, tell me afterwards. I will tell you okay. after. And fucking... Uh, and I, I was just like, I'm not... I go, I've made my friends a bunch of money. Gillis, Dana, Peyton. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I still haven't gotten thank you cards from those fuckers yet. <laughs> well, we made Shane the Bud Light spokesman on Protect Our Parks. We we just kept talking it up the entire time. Like, dude, you can bring them back. You can bring them back. Because he'll, he'll down 16 of them in a podcast. Like, you've never seen anything like oh, dude, it. Dude, if I didn't have shit to do tomorrow, I was getting after it, we'd, we'd, be, we'd be around there now. <laughs> but Shane, like, he doesn't even slur. It's weird. He just absorbs it. Me too. Yeah? That's why, that's why I try to stick to beer. I like a little whiskey, but I try not to drink it in public. Whiskey will take you there quick. <laughs> Beer's like a nice, You want to see all those burn. fucked up videos of me on stage at fucking the Honky Tonk? Whiskey? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Blackout fucking drunk. I think what happened was probably it sucks that they lost so much money and it sucks that people lost their livelihoods. 
what it did do that's positive though is it sent a message like hey, stay to the, every stay other the company fuck out of that to shit. a lot of companies that sent the message stay the fuck out of that shit because most people don't agree with it and by the way stay on fucking brand if you're yeah, a company exactly for your employees and i would go in that order for your fucking employees first yeah your shareholders and i know you guys at the top got stock options and shit but for your fucking employees you're in fucking business to sell a fucking product yeah you know who your market is fucking stick to them you don't got to be fucking out here like fucking going after everybody i don't know who their board members are but people have told me that it looks like there's a few woke people out there but i'm like so fucking what i'm like you stick to your fucking market yeah stick to your market go where you you're celebrated beer. is the best thing i ever heard in life go where you're celebrated not tolerated yeah that's good advice I think it's just one of these things where these people get out of universities and they're indoctrinated into this way of thinking and they start working for a corporation and they want to change it. I told that to Brendan, the CEO. I said, what did you think was going to happen when you move half the corporate offices from St. Louis, Missouri to New York City? And then you start hiring these Ivy League liberals to do your marketing. What do you think's going to happen? That's like, you know, lining up a powder keg and lighting a wick and being like, I wonder if it explodes. Exactly. Yeah. I still think they should go back to fucking St. Louis, too. They probably should. They probably should. Well, they're probably reevaluating everything. Obviously, they are reevaluating everything after that. How do you not? It's like they lost $27 billion. They are. And that, that was one of my things, too. I'm like, you know what? It, it appears to people like me, because although we're friends and I love you guys and we'll see what the future holds, I have no fucking idea. But I'm not, I'm not looking for a corporate deal on any fucking level because that's how you set yourself up to get canceled. And nobody can fucking cancel me at any level. And I'm fucking, I like that very much. But I was like, you need to fucking go back to fucking, you, you, you look like you're just, it's like this. You cheat on your girl or vice versa or something like that. By throwing money at it and buying her some shit and this and the other, it doesn't sweep it under the rug. It don't fucking go away until you go, yeah, I fucked up. <laughs> And, and they just refused to go like, and I said, you don't have to go out and say, I'm fucking sorry. We fucked up. I go, I'll say it. Here's some fucking ideas for that. I go, here's one idea. I was like, so the commercial cuts and it's like me out fucking working my ass off. I'm just sweating, fucking no shirt on this, that, and the other one. And someone's like, hey man, cool off. And they hand me a Bud Light. And people are like, what the fuck? And I drink the Bud Light, and then they pan out, and I'm shoveling fucking piles of money <laughs> into the back of my truck. <laughs> like, uh, Kid Rock sold out. He's doing some shit. That's funny. There's but at least it would it. poke fun of themselves. Yeah. They would kind of get it, and people would go like, all right. That's the way they should go. They should go with a poke fun of themselves. I had some ideas, too. I'll tell you later. I had one that I pitched to Shane. I think there's a way to do it. But it's also, it's, you know... For other companies, just realize, like, a lot of people think all this stuff is nonsense. And a lot of people think that a lot of these influencers that you're uh, latching yourself to because you think they're popular, they're popular because a lot of people are, they think that they're attention whores and they're mentally ill. And so they pay attention to them. Doesn't mean they respect them as human beings. And you want to have them as your spokespeople and you want to disparage all the other people that have been your loyal supporters, for, supporters forever. You're making a decision. You make it's a bad tactical decision. It doesn't make any sense logically. You, you're not you're not speaking to your giant part portion of your market. You're actually in opposition to them. Yeah. It's fucking dumb. I, I, yes, but I, I want them to give me a reason to drink it again. I want them to double down on stupid humor. So funny. I want yeah. to I, I want to just like like a specialized can. You know what I mean? Like fucking 
they made these kick-ass Budweiser cans back in all red, white, and fucking blue. Shit like that. Just do something in front That would work. You know what they should do? Imagine if they turned Budweiser into a red, white, and blue can. God, I want to tell you this one idea is so fucking Tell bad. me later. Tell me this later. so fucking funny. Hang on They shit it. themselves when I told them. They, <laughs> they literally cracked up laughing. They were on the floor laughing. They were, And then they were like, we didn't sleep for two fucking weeks. Because <laughs> wondering whether they should go for it. Oh, there's right. no way they're going for it. No? <laughs> Fuck no. That's hilarious. It's not my, my favorite things. I've had a lot of great fucking corporate deals. Like, fucking, it's, it's incredible with Chevy and Harley Davidson and Jim Beam. So many other ones. But, and they've all been pretty good for the most part. But, you know, like dealing with Chevy, like the people I dealt with were great. But trying to get stuff done in those situations, like even when I was talking to them at the design center about the... Shape of the Suburban in the back. I'm like, you get fucking groceries. Like, they slide out. It's just a bad design. Or a lot of people use these cars as chauffeur cars. They're an Escalade. Why can't the seats move back? So if you don't have any luggage, you get more legroom for those being transported around. And we're in the design center, and they're like, to change the mirrors on that car will take three years. Which is why I fucking love Elon Musk. A motherfucker, not only for everything he stands for and the shit he says, and I know he's probably not a Trump fan, and I'm fucking love Trump. Make no, I don't, in case we're not clear here today, Joe, I fucking love Trump. But I already Elon, got that part. Elon's fucking awesome, man. I wonder who Elon is supporting. What did he fucking tweet last week? It was something so. Oh, he t- tweeted. Do you see the Disney tweet? No. Pull that up. Elon Musk. Uh, oh, this is fucking great. He took the Disney logo, flipped Mickey Mouse upside down so it looks like two balls and a dick, and he wrote D's nuts in the Disney lettering. <laughs> no. <laughs> Fucking winner. <laughs> really? That's wild. What do you think of that Cybertruck? I love it. See, I kind of like it too, and I'm not an electric dude. I was, I was going to tweet this out to Elon. Like, I don't know him. We have mutual friends, but I was going to say, like, hey, I'll make you a deal. Send me a fucking Cybertruck. I'll fucking drive it for a few weeks. And I'll give my honest fucking opinion on it. Like, oh, no fucking money, no nothing. If I like it, you just let me buy it. I don't even want it for fucking free. I go, but you're going to take the chance. It's a 50-50. You're that fucking confident in it. Like, people know me that I don't fucking bullshit. Right. And I don't need a free fucking truck. Right. You probably give it to me if I do that, but I don't fucking need it. So I'm happy to be like, you send me a fucking truck. So I basically jump the line. Right. You know, that that's would be. Yeah. And you I, do a review. I drive the a fucking truck. A rock tr- review. Fuck yeah. I like it. You love it. Have I you guess driven an electric them, car before? I guess before? we're calling them out now, right? Have you, yeah, we are. Yeah. Have you driven these nuts? <laughs> dude. That is hilarious. I mean, right there. I want to hang out with that dude. He's right a maniac. There. He's a fucking maniac. Fucking um, great. <clears throat> Have you driven an electric car before? I drove a Rivion for the first time. Oh, those but are I great. I only drove it like down the street. A buddy of mine showed up with one, and uh, a friend of a friend drove it down the street. It was the SUV. And then, like, drove it on my driving shit, and it was fucking wild. It was yeah. good. And I've been interested in those, too, because those are, uh, that's a Detroit company. Yeah, the uh, Rivians are supposed to be great. Um, the Plaid, I have the the Plaid, uh, t- the S Plaid. What's that? It's the uh, four-door car that goes zero to 60 in 1.9 seconds. Do they make it in a men's color? Yes, white. <laughs> 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 or black. I think you get red, too. But the fucking thing's... It's something from the future. You can't you can't imagine a car that's that fast and, and completely silent. Right. It, that blew it's my insane. mind too. But you're you're like me. You're not driving up to fucking 
Alabama in your right. car. If you have to drive long distances in those things, it's a pain in the dick. Right. Because you got to pull over and stop and wait for 20 minutes and charge it up. And I think it might the take only longer. place I drive myself these days is to the airport or to the dentist. Mm. That's it. Well, if you just want to drive around town, electric cars are the shit. And that thing, I think it does zero to 60 under three seconds, and it's 7,000 pounds and bulletproof. And it's stainless steel. I'm like, I stainless wrap, steel. I could wrap that motherfucker in gold. Wrap that motherfucker in gold. <laughs> or camo. It looks like something from the future. It looks like some Blade Runner shit. Like Which when you're I'm, standing not into, in, I'm not into modern design. Have you been in, been in front of it no. in real life? Uh-huh. Oh, it's so sick. It's I saw those things about, about it getting fucked up in snow and shit. Have you seen that shit? Bad tires. That's all that is. Have you ever driven an AMG G-Wagon in snow? They're fucking terrible because they have street tires. They have wide street tires on them that one, make it handle one well. foreign car. What do you got? A Rolls Royce. Well, we both had uh, only because Velociraptors. Right. That's right. <laughs> got my. That's my daily driver still. Yeah, I drive his TRX. I know. I've been back and forth. Hennessy's the man. He's but a maniac. I want to preface because people think I'm a fucking like, like I'm really into Rolls Royces. I bought this car because I've had this Waffle House license plate like you know holder forever. And I got this car guy, and he's like, hey, I got a 100th anniversary rolls with gold flag. And I'm like, we're going to get that fucker and put that Waffle House plate on it. And then, I, <laughs> and then I got Let's Go Brandon badges on the side of it. Oh, that's hilarious. And we have more fun in that fucking thing going to Waffle House or like whatever shit we're doing. That's hilarious. That's the only Rolls Royce in the country with a Waffle House license plate on it. Let's Go Brandon. Well, there edition. it is. How'd oh, you find God. that? Fuck. Is all this shit on the internet? Yeah. You didn't know it was that on was the on the news. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it was. Well, of course, it's on the news. Oh, I can't stop nerding out. I'm glad you, don't, glad you don't pay attention to all the shit that people write about you. You'd go crazy, right? Oh yeah. Do you know what? Only time I read comments is when it's like a news article, and I'll go, I'll see like some fucked up article, and I'll I'll think like Family Feud. I'll think like this is what everyone's saying down below. And right. I'll scroll through them, and I'm usually pretty fucking close. Mm. Like, I could read something up there and probably start scrolling. I could tell you what they're saying, some fucked up article. Like, the, the majority. Like, I, I, I fucking pat myself on the back. I'm being pretty in tune with common folk, even though I couldn't tell you what a gallon of milk costs. But just my friends, places I have houses where I spend my time, what I do, like, I'm kind of... People think I'm some fucking nutball right-wing fucking weirdo. I'm pretty fucking level-headed. Overall, yeah. and I know you know this more yeah. more than most people, but you know, when people get real suspicious, when things get real weird, is when you got people that put up things and you can't comment. That's weird. Well, I did one. Like, like well, Bill Gates puts up a lot of stuff on Instagram, and you can't comment. Well, my my father passed away last week. God bless him. And so I put up a nice post, and then Trump actually posted about him, which was fucking mind blowing and unbelievable. What a great friend. Right there, if I could speak to him about a human being, and I could tell you what a great father, grandfather he is all day long. But <clears throat> it was actually my fiance's suggestion. I say fiance too, we've been together 17 years. So was her suggestion, like, hey, if you're going to do this nice post for your dad, turn off the comments, make it about him, not about you. And, you know, everyone's saying, I feel bad for you, and this, that, and the other. And I thought that was the right thing to do. That's the only time I've turned the comments off. Yeah, that's not a bad I thought, thing I thought that do. made sense. Yeah. I thought she was hit that one, you know. Yeah, that's not that's not a bad piece of advice. Especially in that particular post. Right. It makes a lot of sense. But that's one of the 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 things that people are having to navigate through now. If someone posts something 
People get to comment on it. Just everybody gets to comment on it. It's interesting. See, I get all that from from my fiance Audrey. Like, <laughs> my life's turned into a fucking meme. Is yours? Like me and my friends, we don't fucking talk. They just send me fucked up memes, and I send them back <laughs> like fucked up shit on the internet. Yeah. And it's some, half the time it's some comment that some Weisenheimer made that's fucking hysterical. It just fucking makes your day. But I'm not going to spend my time sifting through them, no. Well, there's so many out there and so many people find them. So many people aggregate them. There's like s- uh, thousands of meme pages. I follow a shit ton of them. I find they say funny shit. I follow them. It is. One of the things that's really interesting politically today is that uh, the left are terrible at memeing. They're fucking terrible at it. Who would have ever thought that the funniest shit would be essentially right wing? Like the the the, the it's not the that conserv- they're really right wing. Conservatives have changed immensely. They're from the when rebels I was a, now. From when I was right, I'm the fucking rebel. Yeah. Everybody in fucking Hollywood, my business is fucking. You know, they're the conformists. Fuck, right. I'm yeah. the one like fuck that. Yeah. Trump. That's, that's the punk rockers and the rebels are Republican now. You know who said that? Johnny yeah. Rotten. Johnny Rotten yes. from the fucking Sex Pistols had a very famous quote about that. Well, he's fucking. See if you can find. He's that right wing. He's a Trump wild. dude. It's wild. Well, it's like even Mike Tyson <clears throat> said this. He goes, "When I was younger, I was very, very liberal, but as I, as I get older, I just have more common sense, and I see how my kids are going into this world. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa." He goes, "I become more conservative." That seems to be pretty common. It's <clears throat> the oldest. Expression ever, but like, I, show me a young man with, I, who's not liberal. I'll show you a man with no heart. Show me an old man who's not conservative. I'll show you an old man with no brain. Very true. But that, and it used to be more so back in the day. Like, big conservative was your fucking dork when, yeah, you're, you're, a when dork. you're a kid. Yeah, that's changed. I mean, you got fuckers like me on here. Fuck this. Fuck that. You know, blah blah blah. We also realize like there's a certain aspects that being conservative promotes that are very beneficial one of them accountability and discipline those things alone those things alone like you're you're thought of as a conservative and i'm not conservative but you're thought of as a conservative you exercise which is just hilarious if you're telling me that you're not on my side because i'm fit and because i work out all the time then good. I want to know that. I want to know that you don't like strong people. I want to know that you don't like people with willpower. I want to know that you don't like people who have discipline, who get things done. Because you're not on my side then. Because I know the way to navigate this life in a positive, happy way. And it's not by being lazy. And it's not by not promoting beneficial things to your health that are difficult to do, like getting in shape. If you're not, you've not Actively, if you're not saying that it's good to be fit and strong and be able to protect yourself, if you're not saying that, and I would like to double down on that for people who like what I do, and there's plenty of them, you know, that they know I love them and they love me. Like, <clears throat> you know, I've done it the last several years, really got my shit together. I'd say since I'm 40, I'm in the best shape and feel the best that I've ever felt since then. That's that, awesome. So it's pretty wild since then, but I would like to put it out. I've always wanted to figure out a way, and this might be the right platform because I know you're into that lifestyle, is to employ them like, hey man, listen to fucking what Dana White says. Listen to what Joe Rogan says. <clears throat> you know, listen, if, if you want advice from me, I'll give it to you. Like, there's ways to do this now, and, and the information is all there at the fingertips to like start taking small steps, whether it's the intermittent fasting or whether it's cutting out processed foods, whether it's, you know, just everything in moderation including moderation you know there's so many little things of getting in the gym self-discipline like that it's it's you know a lot of my fans are in and around my age it's fucking time 
It's mm-hmm. time to start doing that. It is. It's never too late, and you will improve. Just do it carefully and slowly in the beginning. That's yeah. the most important thing. Don't don't become become a hero first day in the gym and hurt yourself. Because most Go of the time slow. I'm doing this shit, I come off like, all I do is fucking drink and smoke and say, oh, fuck that. That's that's not how you get to where I'm at. No. There's a whole lot more discipline involved work-wise, health-wise, family-wise, friends, fan-wise. 100%. Everything. 100%. I'm just, glad you said that. People it's need the most positive it. shit I've said in hey, fucking 20 years. I'm bringing it out of you, Kid Rock. Let's go. It's important to talk about because it's important for people to hear that, you know, it doesn't mean you're not a good person. doesn't mean you're not a kind person. It's like, I like being strong. And if you want to tell me that there's something wrong with being strong, then you're weak. There's no, there's no way, no way you're making any sense. It's not important to be fit and healthy. Shut the fuck up. It's not important not to protect yourself. That's right. so dumb. It doesn't mean that you hurt people. It doesn't mean you want to hurt people. I don't want to hurt anybody. But if I'm in a situation, I would rather be the person who gets to decide who goes to the hospital. Absolutely. I don't want to be at the it, mercy of some <clears throat> crazy person. It's peace of mind, too. It's like much, I have much way, more calm. way overdone electronic locks here on my bedroom and this, you know, gun here, mm-hmm. safe room, all this shit. And it's not like I necessarily need it because you've been to my place to get to my place. Like if, you right. co- if you come up there, you're fucking already on strike two. Right. It's sleep easier. Sleep easier. Sleep also, better. the world. you got to know what's real in the world. The idea that there's no threats out there is so stupid. No, it doesn't mean you're looking for one all day long and seeing ones that aren't there. But recognize the reality of the world that we live in. The threats are real. That's fucked up. We went to the movies probably five years ago, me and, me and Audrey. We're just afternoon, like 4 o'clock. Let's go see this, some movie we wanted to see. <clears throat> Sitting there, fucking one time I don't bring my gun, right? Just grab a seat. Just 10 people in there. You know, the theater's empty. This fucking kid walks in, some fucking white kid. His fucking backpack and his fucking hoodie up. Oh, and he goes and sits all the way in the back, and I'm sitting there with her, and I'm like, I don't have my gun. And we both agreed, let's go. And we fucking left. Wow. It's fucked up to have to even think that way. But that's where my mind was, and I, I dare There's say, no like, metal detectors at the fucking movie theater. All right, this fucking $20 we spent on moving popcorn, I'm like, let's go. I, I just, for peace of mind, I'm like, let's leave. Right. right. Probably was a nice kid. I don't know. If you don't think people judge you on your fucking appearance, you're fucking crazy. Yeah, especially if you have a hood over your head and a backpack. Well, anything. I would look like a fucking nut when I was young. I had fucking flat top up to here and pants <laughs> sagging and fucking smoking doobies. <laughs> fucking, like, and I got judged yeah. by it, and rightfully fucking so. There's, of course. Until you get to know somebody, what else do you have? And to right. judge them on how they appear. But also, that's a new factor in the world, the mass shooter. It's a new factor. And here's the thing that no it's always fucking white people too. About Black this. people kill each other, and white people like fucking shoot up fucking schools and fucking bullshit and this that, and the other. Yeah, it mostly <clears> is white <throat> people. Stereotypes are fucking crazy. It is mostly white people, and lately mostly LBGT people. <laughs> it's not even gay people. It's the fucking weirdos are like. Yeah. And how many people do you think are doing that? Like, I wanted to rebel against my dad, God rest his soul, when I was fucking young. You know what I mean? Even though I was totally, like, into hip-hop and everything, I still knew that it got his fucking goat. And, you know, and we had our fucking differences when I was young. Very understandable now that I'm a grandfather myself. But how many of these kids, like, you know, got that dad, they think he's a racist, this, that, and the other. Maybe he is on some level at certain things because he tells inappropriate jokes or whatever, this, that, and the other. You know, people are from different times, blah, blah, blah. That, I know I'm going to piss my dad off, that motherfucker. 
I'm going to wear a dress. Oh, yeah. Remember, guys, when we were young, they'd get earrings. Shit. Totally straight dudes, you know, they just get earrings. I remember dudes getting pissed their dads off. My, my, my brother got My dad ripped it out of his fucking ear. <laughs> <laughs> That's no shit. Woke him up out of bed. Fucking. That's hilarious. Yeah, for sure. There's definitely people that rebel against their parents. There's also people that always look at the people that are older and look at how fucked up the world is and think they've got better ideas. That's how communism starts. It starts oh. from the universities. That's where it comes from. Unbelievable what's going on in those universities. Did oh, you go to college? It's wild. Yeah, I went to uh, UMass Boston, but it, I really only went just so people didn't think I was a loser. Where's your fucking accent? I got rid of it as soon as I started hearing my voice. I was like, ooh, that's I love Boston accent. That's, that's one of the terrible. reasons I love Bill Burr. He's funny as shit, but I love that fucking, hey, fucking guy, fucking yeah. scum in a bar. Uh, he's the most Boston, Boston guy. I, uh, I was actually born in New Jersey, and then I lived in San Francisco until I was 11. I lived in Florida from when I was 11 to 13, then Boston from 13 to like 20. Oh, no wonder you're fucked up. San Francisco, yeah. Florida, and Boston. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I lived all over you the place. You don't know if you're a gay redneck or just a <laughs> fucking Irish fighting son of a bitch. Yeah, I lived everywhere. Then I lived in New York until I was like 27, then lived in L.A. Yeah, so I was all over the place. So I never really de- – I, I did have a Boston accent, though. I did for a while. I definitely blended in. I love that fucking accent. It's a great accent for dudes. Rough on the ladies. Rough to hear. Know. Like a hardcore Boston <laughs> Are you going I'd to fuck it, me or what? I'd take it over a New York accent. Although some of my buddies from New York they got the hardcore Long Island shit. They're funny, too. <laughs> <sighs> I guess who's saying it, you know? A friend of mine, we were kids, hooked up with this girl. And Did we she, finish all that beer? No, we can get more. So a friend, he hooked up Maybe with Maybe I could call my boys, have them drop you off. <laughs> We've got some beers. Yeah, you can have them drop off a pallet. But uh, anyway, he uh, he said that she said, like, when they started making out, she's like, you're going to tell your friends. So that became a thing that we always repeated. You're going to tell your friends. Who made that neon? Um, I collect a lot of old Roadside porcelain. Relics, a company here oh, in I, Austin, I Texas. I know Roadside Relics. I They're bought great. shit from them. So what they yeah. did right there, because you can't get porcelain anymore. It's very tough to get, but what they did right there. You can't there, get porcelain anymore? It's very tough. So what they did right there, because I'm a collector of these, is they painted behind the neon. See how it makes that Joe Rogan pop? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> a lot of people can't see the top thing either. That's cool. But what I'm saying is they did a fucking great job on that. Well, they do all their stuff like like it's old. Right, you know, like but that's stuff. that's half the thing of old is painting behind the neon. Yeah. A lot of uh, these new ones don't do that. Uh, a lot of the honky tonks you see on Na- in Nashville down there, they don't have that. Uh, well, this is a gift yeah. from my friend Brigham, and so when he gave great it to me, gift. when I when I got it, I was like, "Oh, that should be like right behind me." That's Look at great. That. That's perfect. Now, trust me, I cl- that shit. You have no idea what that shit is worth. Go online and start looking up fucking. Real fucking porcelain old school neons, and go to auction houses. I go to all these auction houses to buy them and shit. Oh yeah, unfucking real. Well, this is <clears throat> you know this guy does a wild. He does a bunch of wild shit online. He does amazing stuff. He's I know their stuff. Cool artist. I know their stuff. It's an interesting art form, right? Like old neon signs. Mm-hmm. They, there's a, a soul to those that they're they're exciting. There's a there's great place cool in Nashville. I get sometimes I'll find old ones. And they're so ridiculously priced. I have one in my house. It was Redneck Paradise. It was, it was a thing up in the, I can't remember what upstate New York, some vacation spot. 
<clears throat> and I wanted to buy it. It was fucking ridiculous. It must have been like fucking thirty-five, forty thousand dollars or something around that size, different dimensions. Wow. So I go to Bobby Joslin, Joslin Sign Company. I'm like, hey, can you replicate this with what I wanted to say? Yep, six grand. Ah, you saved yourself some money. There's a thing about having the old ones, though, right? Yeah, I got some cool ones. If you have something that's really old. I have Willie Nelson's Nashville Nightlife. It was on his thing. It's probably 26 feet long and probably five to six feet high. Like, what is it made <clears throat> out of? Steel. Because it was outdoors. Oh. But painted on the whole thing. Fucking. Wow. I got some cool ones. The old Dixie gas ones that, you know, you're not supposed to have because they have a Confederate flag on them, you know, from the old gas company back in the day. Oh, wow. Um, there's some eerie racist shit out there. Yeah? I, I antique and flea market a lot, especially I, I rarely stay the night in a city unless like I get to the West ones? Coast. No, racist. Oh, racist. Like not neons, but just shit out racy. there. Like I'll collect some of this stuff just because they're never making it again, whether it's Native American, black shit. Like I have these fucking signs that I found in Reno, Nevada at some uh, uh, antique shop. And they are solid steel, the real deal. It's like, it's like uh, they'll say like swimming, whites only. Whoa. And these were actual signs that were up somewhere. And I don't know what to do with them. Cause I want to put them up, <laughs> put them up somewhere, and I ask my black friends, "They're like, dude, don't put that. Don't up. put that." I'm like, up. but it's a reminder of how fucked up shit was. Yeah, like, people don't want that reminder. You should put it in a drawer somewhere. Yeah, they're... you can show people. Like, look, I'm gonna show you something. This is how fucked up things used to be. And then you like preface it every time you introduce it to them. So you don't think it has like can... a little bit of a reminder of how no, fucked no, 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 up no. things were? It does if you have it in a drawer. Yeah. So if you have it in a drawer. So and I then you say, put... you want to see how fucked up things used to be? You, you know they used to have those signs? So you don't think I should put it right next to my swimming pool up there? I would advise no. <laughs> but I think having it is not a bad thing. <clears throat> you should have it in a drawer. So if you have it in a drawer, every time you show someone, you get to represent what it is. Instead of it just being a sign. They're like, Kid Rock is a sign. Well, so my black only. friends are all fucking cool. Like, I'm they, sure they we are. We fuck with each other. That's, on that level all the time. I'm sure they are. It's not them that I would ever worry about. No, I'm not putting it's, it up for other people. I'm putting people it up for my family, have, my you're friends. Fucking, you're, you're fucking Rolls Royce. They're the. I'm putting it on my Rolls Royce. But they have it. Great idea. Photos. Where'd you get that idea? <laughs> Joe Rogan. White's <laughs> <laughs> only in my Rolls Royce. <laughs> oh, my God. But oh, shit. It's, but having it as a, a relic of, you know, the Jim Crow days is, is you know. I want to show Just my son. I want to show my granddaughter. Show anybody. Like, you know. it's, it's historic. There's, I mean, it's creepy. But it's like at the old uh, studio, we used to have, where is that fucking helmet, that Nazi helmet? We had a Nazi helmet that uh, had a, uh, a sword, like a bayonet. You'd only use, you only use it on Halloween and stuff, No, it right? had a, um, <laughs> a light. It was a light. It was made by this same guy, Shane Against the Machine. This guy who made this chimpanzee skull, he, he made this... Uh, like a, a lamp that was uh, a Nazi helmet with a, a bayonet through it. Where the fuck is that, Jamie? We're in a box. I don't know. We got to find it. Here's a it needs to be brought back. That's mm -hmm. our that's our thing. How dope is that? I love it. That's dope, right? Just because it's it's a real bayonet. So no, it's artwork. It's provocative. Yes. It's fucked up. It looks cool as shit. And it's a lamp. And the one I have has a bunch of holes in it, like that one. It's yeah. pretty dope. This might even be redone. That part's new. Oh, he, he, he ramped it up. Let's get a new one from him. We'll reach out. 
Yeah, I'm into that shit. Dude, I love it. But it's like, like that is Not a, because it's obvious, you know, you get it. Obviously, I get it. But I mean, there's apparently there's an area in Europe where so many people died. I'm not exactly sure what country is. I know France has this enormous area oh, that's the Normandy? size of Paris. <laughs> but France has an enormous area the size of Paris that no one can go into. Do you know that? Mm -mm. They have so many unexploded ordnance and so much chemical bombs and all the shit that they fucking dropped two, huh? on them. No yeah. shit. Find that one spot. What is it called? There's an area that's literally the size of Paris that you can't go into. And it's all from the war. So uh, apparently they found so many helmets that you, you could go there and like find them in the ground in certain these places during World War II. So they're not uncommon. I wonder so why they, they take them and they could turn them into artwork. Right, I wonder why they haven't like debombed it, demined it, like all that stuff. Let's I know, right? <laughs> like go in there and gather up all the all the swords and shit. Like, like how many people died there? They just left them there. I would like to do that trip to Normandy. <sighs> like, yeah, I got some friends in Paris. Like, I'm, I'm not ever like, it's getting bad. Like, you know, years ago, I was like, I never wanted to be one of those people big around the world. It's not that I don't appreciate the fans. It's like I don't give a fuck about being big in Croatia or fucking wherever. You know, I, right? You want to be able to go hang out, played Europe and all this. And I was raising a kid too, as a single father. So, I. I Split my time. You know what I mean? I was always home. Like, you know, Thursday, maybe to Sunday. I was always home. But it's getting so bad. It was like years ago. I was like, I fucking love Canada. Love the fucking people there. But I'm like, eh. I'm not going to go. I'm like, I'm not going to Europe. I said that years ago. I'm like, I'm fucking done. We, we have talked about doing a festival in, uh, in Budapest. Like, for all the European fans, some shit gets kicked around. But I'm like, no, nah, I really, I love the fans. And I don't fuck, I don't care. I'm like, I'm not going to fucking Canada. Love fucking Canada, but I'm not going. And now I'm to the point. I'm like, is there really a reason to go west of the Mississippi? Mm. Like, I'm fucking huge in Kentucky, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, like big. <laughs> you don't have to. You do whatever the fuck you want. Your kid rock. You can make those people come to you. I try not to let that get to my head. Actually, but you don't have to. But you just decide. I don't like going there. Like, I don't hate anybody in Canada. I just don't go there anymore. Dude, I went there with... Here it is. I went there with Wayne Gretzky and got detained. I believe you. Why'd you get detained? Just for... It's like, you know, you had to do that rehabilitation thing because you got caught with weed when you were like 18 or whatever. Everyone in my band did. This is one of the reasons we stopped going there. They kept fucking me every time I go. Flying private with fucking the king of Canada. Fucking detained me for 45 fucking minutes. I'm like, fuck this place, man. And I know it's not the people's fault. I look at Trudeau. He's a fucking classic piece of and shit. He's a piece of shit. When did this happen? How long ago? This was with Chelios's, um Hall of Fame induction. So whatever year that was. How many years ago? Seven, eight. Seven, I'm eight terrible at the year game. Yeah, they're rough on letting people in. So listen to this. In maybe, the years maybe we following, ought to take a nod from them. <laughs> yeah, they've got... Uh, well, they're not... They they don't want people integrating into their culture though. They're happy for people to their be whole culture's integrated. Yeah, in Vancouver. It is, it is. But what I'm saying is like they're having a problem with like uh, Muslim people wanting to impart Sharia law in certain schools and don't tell things. me about it. I was born in Dearborn, Michigan, which is crazy, right? Fuck. One of the things that was hilarious was they uh, they elected this woman to be a Muslim who's a mayor of the city. 
in Michigan. And the, everyone's like, yay, so inclusive. First thing she did is ban the pride flag. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They're throwing mother. They're throwing gay people off buildings. It's people are like free. So gay crazy. people are like free Palestine. Have you it's ever like, seen that meme? Like uh, gays for Palestine, then Palestine for gays. Yes. Throw yeah, people throw off people off buildings. Jamie, can you pull that up so I could read it? Yeah. About the size of Paris. So uh, in the years following the Great War, today around 100 kilometers square, square miles. Yeah, roughly the size of Paris, is still strictly prohibited by law from public entry and agriculture use because of an impossible amount of human remains and unexploded chemical munitions yet to be recovered from the battlefields of both wars. So there's an impossible amount of human remains out there, dude. Wait, I'm looking at the top, and the website says MessyNessyChick.com. It's a solid website. <laughs> it's totally trustworthy and reliable. MessyNessyChick.com says... <laughs> Well, this is a lady that just whatever, maybe it's a dude, I don't know who wrote it, but wh whoever this person, were, they're just reporting on something that is true. That This is, uh, Damn. they pulled so much shit out of that area. I kind of want to go there. Get like, like a metal detector. Uh, I bet you'd find some shit. 100%. We do some metal detecting. But just imagine that expression, an impossible amount of human remains. 460 square miles. Yeah. Is Paris that fucking, that's, no. What is the total amount of square miles you'd say, Jamie? It said it originally covered that much space, and then it now was down to the size of Paris. There's a fucking way Paris is So they, they slowly miles. encroached in on the toxic area. 1,200 square kilometers, 460 square miles, now down to the size of Paris. Wow. Originally How big covering. 460 square fucking miles is? That's a lot. It's fucking huge. That's a giant piece of land. It's a state. Yeah. Bigger than some states. So there's a state you can't go into. <laughs> I want to go. <laughs> it's probably super scary. I mean, there's places in Vietnam where people would walk through the jungle and then boom, no leg. Because you just stepped on a landmine that had been left there for 50 years. My uncle was in Vietnam. Not good. Not yeah. good. That's one of the sketchiest wars. You want to be a conspiracy theorist, look into Vietnam. The Vietnam War is one of the most perplexing of all wars because today no one thinks we should have gone, and yet they do the exact same thing today that they did back then. The way they just decide that people from this country need to be flying overseas to go shoot at people they don't know, and it's all based on a lie, and no one ever goes to jail for that lie. It's insane. And everything evolves, <clears throat> man. Everything evolves. You know, like computers back then were terrible. Now they're really good. <laughs> you know, if they were really terrible at the way they were corruptly running the world back then and made it real obvious, they're better at it now. Yeah, you just, what's the end game? I don't know, man. Like, I'm fine. I can ride it out. I'm right. blessed. I'm like, all right, what about my grand I, grandchildren? I, like, fuck. I know. I go back and forth from being optimistic to really pessimistic. I go back and forth. Like, I'll start thinking, you know what? I'm pretty sure we're going to pull ahead and figure this out. And then I go, yeah, stupid. That's because you live in Texas and you don't live in Gaza. If you lived in Gaza, you would be convinced that it's the end of the world. Right? Because yeah. it is the end of the world in one place. In that spot, it's the end of the world. But where you are, it's not. And you got to look at it that way. And when I look at it that way, I'm the like, The only Ooh. wars we won were the fucking ones we were the most brutal motherfuckers on the planet. 
which I don't yeah. disagree with what Israel's doing. It's like they should just go in there and be like, you know what? We want our hostages back. If we don't have them back, clock starts now in fucking 24 hours. We're going to start bombing motherfuckers and killing fucking civilians. 30, 40,000 a fucking time. So you civilians better fucking pack up and fucking get these fucking motherfuckers. And t- you, you go against Hamas. You fucking go against them. We're not playing fucking games with you. But that's yeah, the, the only thing people understand. This is what happened armed. in Nagasaki and Hiroshima. Boom. Swiped out. They're like, oh. Yes, we don't have Supreme Leader anymore. We did not know you had such big bombs. Yeah, but everybody has big bombs now. The problem is you use a big bomb. You set a precedent that they can use a big bomb. They don't have one. Well, they don't, but their allies do. Then we that's bomb the, real the fuck problem. out of them. Someone's going to learn. Yeah, but you got to get your ass beat hard enough. Uh, you can't just nuclear bomb people. I didn't say nuke them. Nuclear bomb you back. No, I didn't say nuke them. Okay, you said Hiroshima and Nagasaki. I thought you meant it like that. No, no, I was saying just the the brute force of strength used in those Yeah, but even even a conventional bombing campaign, if you want to do that somewhere, they can do that to your place. And this is what we have to avoid. Fuck around and find out? Yeah, (laughs) until someone launches nukes. And then we have a, a, and we, our civilization is over. The world, as you know it, ceases to exist. There is no more electricity. Whatever tools you have or things you find, and a small percentage of us are going to make it to breed and then make new kids. I like how you said Go us. out into the world. I like how you There's said very few people that are going to live, man. Well, it's like me and you could probably Maybe. figure it out. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I have chickens, too. <laughs> I have elk in the freezer, too. But uh, that freezer's gut, not going to stay gut, on. You can gut an elk. I can gut an elk. <laughs> yeah. But that freezer's not going to stay on, so I'm going to lose most of my meat. Uh, you, unless I turn it into jerky. You're going to have to do something to figure out how to fucking get by because the world is going to be different. You know, you're not going to have any electricity forever. For the rest of your life, there'll be no electricity. Just throwing paint at the ball, wall, but what if we empower the people of Palestine who are could be good people? I don't know. Just so one, last them. I checked, most of these motherfuckers hate us. But and I'm not saying all the people do. There's probably a lot that don't. Just like in Iran, the population is, you know, because of the Iraq war, there, there's so many under 50 there. That's like the majority. The thing is, them. these guys don't have access to other information outside of where they live. And then on top fucking of that, Elon, being send run. the Starlink. We'll send them some fucking guns. Uh, Fuck, let's go. <laughs> the problem is most of them would be so opposed to Israel that they would want to use those guns to go attack Israel. Well, then we've... Especially now. We now. Have, now we have due reason to fuck them all up. Yeah, but if you think about you're a kid and you don't know why there's a conflict between Palestine and Israel it's and you're living war. in Palestine and then they start bombing it's and then war. they kill your mom. It's yeah, but you didn't do... War. but Right, but you didn't do anything. It sounds like Bud Light. And then you get <laughs> guns, you're going to go want to attack people. You're going to want to avenge them. You're going to want to join whatever group, whatever So why did World group. War II end? Well, why did World War II start? Checkmate. You got a dude who's <laughs> fucking methed up. <laughs> you got a, a Adolf Hitler, methed up, charismatic dude that wants to take over the world. That's how it started. You so know, how did it end? Nuclear bombs. But it also ended through attrition. You know, at the end of it, like the, the devastation on both sides was so horrible. Terrible. But where was the end? What was, what was Hiroshima the and Nagasaki. No, but yeah. what was the alternative? Well, that's that case. You know, the thing about whenever you're bombing cities, like what you're, if that you're was killing... your house? What if that was your house? Let's call your house Israel. 
and your neighbors are Palestine. Okay. Those motherfuckers are, you got a family of four. They come over and fucking take out two of them in the fucking worst way. Are you really going to, like, worry about, like, what type of force you're using at your neighbor's? No, you definitely Well, the wouldn't. wife didn't have anything to do with it. We got to make sure she's okay and get some aid. This and there's like, no, I'm sorry, man. This is fucking war. It's terrible. It's the worst thing on earth. I'm a peaceful man. Right, but you're not supposed to pick civilian targets. That's actually a you war You can't crime. fight war like that. When but you're not supposed to pick civilian targets. They're hiding in civilian targets. targets. They are. So that's where, like, the They're Mossad in hospitals. They got trenches fucking underneath. They got operation yeah. centers. They, they killed those good And all we can do is go day. by the reporting, like, you know, I get it. But mm -hmm. at some point, you got to believe something, right? No, I definitely do. They definitely seem to be doing that. But also, if you're a person who's born in Palestine, you're fucked. You're under their control. It's not yeah. your fault. And by we, birth, you're fucked. Yeah, but that those aren't our enemy. And the, the, the thing is, like, what you were saying, get them get them cell phones get them the internet get them armed if you get them armed they're not going to really know how to use it they're going to also unless Very they're true. joining those military groups and then they're also going to be indoctrinated at a young age by those groups i would imagine especially now with all the bombing that's been happening you just in came Gaza. full circle to my point i'm not opposed there's to no what you're saying. there's no alternative i'm not saying that i'm opposed to what you're saying what i'm saying is that you know what you're saying is like could be taken as like a callous Thing to like that it's just gonna have to be how it is that we have to kill women and children yeah. and I, I wish there was an alternative well and I don't know everything on this by the I way I don't know everything on this either but, but, I, I, but I, I doubt I do they're know. sitting up in, in in you know Congress going like hey we better listen real close to Kid Rock he's got this figured out <laughs> I'm just not willing to accept that the only way human beings can resolve things in 2024 is to bomb each other out of existence oh I wish I fuck believe me it's just the whole thing is so fucked. The whole the but whole reality sets it. Israel thing is so fucked. If everybody in the world was willing to give up their fucking guns and weapons. Okay. Never going to fucking happen. Well, <laughs> like, no one so fucking why we don't no even one bring would it up. agree to that just because you're always going to need you're going to assume you're going to need to hunt things. There's cults. You're saying that like you're going to let the animals just go wild. Then <laughs> bears and and Deer overpopulate everywhere. You're never going to kill any of them Did you see anymore. That? Did you see that one? I fucking just grabbed Done, a fucker bro. by the antlers. Was fucking just... <laughs> Dude. Yeah, if you live near moose, you better have a gun, bitch. Oh, my God. They're fucking mean. They will stomp you to death. Wow. Yeah, we got one of my hunt in Montana. It comes right up to the, to the lodge. Pretty cool, but. You don't want to go outside where they're outside. They'll stomp you yeah, to death. I've seen the videos. Oh my god! I watched. Don't throw snowballs at the moose. <laughs> I watched a snowboarder the other day just get stomped Some. and it broke his leg. Did you see the one where the chasing him down the hill? Is that the one? Um, no, the guy was like he just walked up to it and it just started stomping him. It stomped him down and he couldn't get back up. He's just getting rocked and just, no one wanted to jump in and help him. They were afraid. You know, he's getting stomped to death by his fucking moose. They're the most aggressive of all the deer species. They'll actually go after you. <laughs> if they think you're threatening, they don't want to. But if they think you're encroaching in on their territory, they're like, oh, I'm going to stomp this dude out. They know how to fight. I'm going to suck this dick. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Bud Light. These are the special Texas cans, son. I see that. Look at that. We got Longhorns. We got the Star. We got both. All right, Shane Gillis is getting you free Bud Lights. I don't think we, I think we bought them. 
Who bought him? Yep. Right? Yeah. yeah. I could have taken him from my club. <laughs> free shit kind of sucks. Free shit's not as fun when you have money. There's, not, you, there's nothing free about it. The thing is, it comes with, <clears throat> yeah, you become friends with that person or influence. Yeah. There's nothing free about it. Yeah. It could get Weasley. I mean, unless you're like talking like free Tesla Cybertruck. Well, you're not even, you're, you're subjecting him to a review. Right? I mean, it's not just free. You're going to. Just thinking maybe I could bully him into a free one. I don't think so, especially now that you said it. <laughs> yeah, damn. <laughs> the thing's around. amazing, though. I haven't <clears throat> driven it, but uh, I have a friend who has one. And he said he, he bought it just because he had like one of the earlier, you know, like number out of the lot, like number nine or something. Really, like that. The only thing I could see bad about driving around a cyber truck telling your parents you're gay. I knew something like that was coming. <laughs> I was just hoping it was gonna be. Nah, I fucking, I, I fucking, I hate modern shit, and I fucking something about that so truck. It, I like it. It's a great truck. <clears throat> like, they, have you driven one? Yeah. No, I haven't driven the Cybertruck, but I've driven electric cars. I've driven the the S. I've seen the Cybertruck in real life. He brought it here, and uh, I've seen a bunch of them on the road. I think they look dope. He brought it here. Yeah, I brought it here. He parked it right back there. It's cool. We sh I shot an arrow at it. Fuck. He asked me to shoot, shoot a gun at it because I didn't. Want to have a ricochet in a fucking garage? Because it will bounce off. It's worth it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, Sometimes you got to weigh the fucking. <laughs> if I had ear plugs, you know, if I had the, the my my ear gear, my eye gear, maybe I would have shot it. But the point is, it can survive a forty-five slug. It's legit. It's st it's like folded steel. It's thick as shit. I like it. It's pretty dope. I like the idea of it. Like I said, I'm not. And it's an American car. I like a little American. That's me shooting at it. <clears throat> That's you? Yeah. I shot at it, and it, uh, it didn't even What's with the Puerto Rico it. shirt? It's a meme. There was a dude. <laughs> there was a dude who went to a, a game who looked exactly like me. I mean, he looked exactly like me. And the meme was like, Joe Rogan ain't being slick. <laughs> And good. I saw that, and I saw that. I was like, oh, my God, that guy looks exactly like me. So I was him for Halloween. So me and Elon did a podcast together. Come on, bro, that looks exactly like me. How much does that guy look like me? It tell, looks like me if I've been eating spaghetti. Tell me that's like his real fucking hair. I don't know if that's his real hair, but that was me. Tell me that. That's, that can't Look at his eyebrows. That can't be his real. No, they were all wearing blonde wigs for a reason. I looked it up at one point. Oh, right. okay. It has to be a wig. Yeah. So I got a similar wig. <laughs> and this, kids, is why you just say no to weed. Well, <laughs> you know, it's a fun thing to do. But the point is, uh, I didn't go through the, I mean, I, I have an 80-pound bow. Shooting. You draw 80? Yeah. What the fuck? I have you a 90, too. I have a 90 as well. You don't need to draw more than fucking 30. That's not true. Who told you that? Ted, Ted Nugent? Nugent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Ted has a very... I'm not a bow hunter. Listen, My girl is. Ted is a legend, and I agree with him on almost everything, except... Um, How far are you shooting a fucking whitetail at fucking 150 Okay, yards? if you're shooting whitetails, but I'm shooting elk. And uh, also, I am of the opinion that, that 80 pounds to me is not the same as 80 pounds to someone who's not strong. True, I can't. It's pull a big that. I can't pull fucking eighty pounds. So when people say like, "Oh, you pull eighty pounds," that's stupid. I do eighty pounds hundreds of times a day. I do it all the time. 
It's not hard for me to pull 80 pounds. So when someone says you pull 80 pounds, like, yeah, I shot 200 arrows. Like, what's your point? Like, it, if you have a hard time pulling 80 pounds, why are we pretending that we have the same body? Why are we pretending we have the same physical strength? This is dumb. So, like, if someone's saying, like, 70 pounds is all you need, for, okay, but why, why not go to 50? Why not go to 30? Why not go to 20? That's dumb. Because at a certain point in time, you're going to lose speed, and you're not going to be able to penetrate correctly. You're going to have less kinetic force on your arrow. Kind of goes with golf. Like, the harder you swing, the farther the ball goes. But you don't have to swing hard. You need to hit it straight and make good contact. Right. But there's also a lot of people that believe that holding weight makes you more accurate. And uh, a heavier holding weight, when you're really locked in, you're more accurate. I know guys who feel more accurate with an 80-pound bow than they do with a 50-pound bow or a 40-pound bow. But it's all subjective, right? That's all dependent upon your technique and how much you train in archery. But I just I, I train with I a 300 win mag. <laughs> I, yeah, look, okay, good example. You don't shoot a 22, you shoot a 300 win mag. Why? Because you can. Well, I'm not doing headshots. That's true. 17 but cal headshot. You're not doing headshots with a bow and arrow either. When you're shooting something with a, uh, you should have it as mo- as lethal as possible. And so for me, I like a heavy arrow moving fast and really accurate. And the best way to do that is to have heavier draw weight. I'm not, you know? I'm not bow. I like shoot my bow at targets and drink beer. Yeah. That just pisses me off when I'm out there and fucking something's out of range and I see it and I've been sitting out there. I'm like, fuck that shit. <clears throat> what about the adrenaline rush? I'm like, get that every night on stage. I'm like, I want to fucking kill some shit and eat it. <laughs> well then you can just get it sit over a feeder there's a lot of people that hunt in texas like that they just put a stand over a feeder yeah i, I don't like the whitetail hunt anymore no nah i don't need to be alone in the woods with my fucking thoughts for that fucking long <laughs> i'm fucking bored i try to take Treat some snacks dads. take a fucking nap i want to run the mountains and chase elk or birds action mm. buddies there i yeah. don't like to be alone yeah that's a definitely, I've done it before. I did it with my friend John Dudley. I, I did uh, some uh, tree stand whitetail hunting. It's, it's a different mental game. Like, it's very hard to do. And I, I think people don't understand yeah, what's how hard the game? It is to Fucking do. sit here and wait? Yeah. Sit there and keep your shit together while right. you don't move because maybe that, if you do, that, that at one point in time, a giant buck's going to stroll through the, the trail. Right. I hate that. It's so yeah, I fucking... get it. I get it. We're either ride it. horseback, get off, or someone put some birds out. We got some pointers. I <laughs> got a beer in my fucking case. Uh, it's not for if me. If I want to work, chase elk. Up and up. That's, you know that's a lot of fucking work. Yeah, that's a lot of work. And it's Getting the to the fun. elk, you know, once you, once you spot them, then there's a lot of them, and you're picking out the big daddies. And then you got to fucking figure out how to get to them. Yeah. And that could take fucking a couple of days and fucking a lot of miles of fucking hiking. It's difficult. Everywhere you go to hunt, it's difficult if you're hunting elk. Like, yeah. if they're wild, free-ranging elk, it's really hard. But I enjoy but that. the thing about that's hard about whitetail hunting, though, is the mental game. Just keeping your shit together and stand all day. Oh, my girl sit out down. there for seven hours. She'll take mm-hmm. a couple snacks in a tree stand <laughs> with her fucking bow. I'm like, you're fucking nuts. People are dedicated to it. It's, they're dedicated to it, like because they're they're also like learning from each other on how to set up trail cameras and how pattern to set up the deer, scrapes, right. putting <clears throat> scent on trees and shit. I'm fascinated by. I don't do it because it's just yeah. They make the grunt noises. They rattle. I, I hunted some whitetails down in uh, South Texas last year, but we did it. Um, well, say I have too. You're on a buggy. They put that feeder on. It goes. <laughs> no, we didn't do it that way. We rattled them in. 
um, they're real responsive to rattling during the rut. Yeah, dude, it's crazy. You rattle, you clack some antlers together, and within 15 seconds, bucks were running straight towards you. South South Texas is unbelievable. It's crazy down there. Yeah, crazy down there. You could have anything. You could have zebras and fucking. The only state, because I looked into it, because I was like, I should high fence our place in Nashville. Like, even just get some cool shit to look at, whether it's some stags or zebras or fucking, you know, whatever, water buffalo. You can't do it? Oh, you cramping again, bro? That didn't work. Did it work? work? Didn't work? I think it's from sitting in this fucking chair. Pinch your lip, not your tongue. Oh, your lip? If Ah. If it's your right leg, pinch the inside of your left. Lip or something like that. I was reading it. It says it's a thing. I don't know. I yeah, I had heard it was grab your tongue. I went to, Dad said then I went to your lip. pinch my leg down Damn, here and son. almost grab my cock. Whoa. Easy. <laughs> what were we talking about? So you couldn't high fence your spot? Well, no, you can't. In Texas, you can have any animal you want. Right. And like in Tennessee and I think Alabama too, it can only be native to that, oh. to that state that you can have in there. You know what's hilarious about Texas? But that's it's, not true because Luke Bryan had some red stag on a property. Maybe it was on the sneak tip. I, it's only certain things you can have, but you can't. The more exotics, like they're like, no. Oh, that's what it is. Like zebras and shit. Uh, yeah. I, I like you got to fucking be honest here because fucking homeboys over here like tick tick right. tick tick tick. Fucking fact. He'll one handed Google you. It's, it's not like fucking fact checking after the fact. It's fact checking in real time. But wasn't Tiger King in Oklahoma? Wasn't that where that was? Dude, speaking of Oklahoma, shout out to Jesse Jane. Who passed away recently? The porn star? Yeah. I dated her for a while, way back in the day. She passed away? She did. Drug overdose, Sally. But she was a beautiful girl, oh, nice girl. Man. And I feel like people in my position wouldn't, wouldn't say that. You know what I mean? Because she had a lot of friends. She was awesome. I spent Christmas out there with her family, and her mother actually took care of baby tiger. She worked at this tiger zoo. Oh. Back, this was years ago. Her family couldn't have been cooler. Her mom, her dad, her brother, her grandparents. Her son was young at the time. Like, she's a really nice girl. I just wanted to say condolences to her family. But she was involved with... They had a baby tiger during Christmas at the house that she was taking care of. It was the coolest thing. You know one of the craziest ones? Do you know Melanie Griffith when she grew up? It was Melanie Griffith, right? She grew up with lions. I think that's right. The movies in that movie we've been trying to watch a million times right Right. (laughs) There's some crazy movie where they use real lions. And these people are getting... Cut up by lines, like everybody on the set got hurt. But I think Melanie Griffin grew up in a house with like large cats. Yeah, she's in the movie, I think. Like lions? Yeah, like like lions, and it was like their their house. Like there's photos of them with these lions I in their house. Can't say I don't want a pet lion. Yeah, but dude, when like they, a monkey. When it goes Parrots. south. She got attacked by a lion during the movie. She eventually recovered without being disfigured, although she did require some facial reconstructive. <gasps> facial reconstruction. 50 sutures. 50 sutures after being attacked by a lioness. What sutures? It was feared that she would lose an eye, but she eventually recovered without being disfigured, although she did require some facial reconstruction. Stitches. Stitches of sutures. Sutures. Uh, a lion jumped on John Marshall and bit the back of his head, inflicting a wound <laughs> that required 56 sutures. <gasps> when did people start calling them sutures? Why do they say stitches? They're just being technical. Um, she, see if you can get photos of Melanie Griffin with the lion. What the the photos, because there's a, um, a website that like documented it. 
And it's it's really weird. Yeah, like that's her house. Oh, I see it up here. Like that. How weird is that, man? That's her as a kid. That's so insane. They have lions like you have a dog. That's so insane. These things are so big. <laughs> they were playing with them in the house and hoping that these things didn't fuck them up. Look at this. This is so crazy, dude. Oh, this is the dumb movie uh-huh. where the thing's attacking people. Look, it's so it's being playful, and they're trying to pretend <clears throat> that they're right. being attacked. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's so dumb. If that thing attacked you, it would be so quick and violent if it wanted to. Looks like a great movie if like, you still did hallucinogenics. <laughs> no, it'd probably freak you out. It's supposed to be a terrible movie. But it's just, uh, imagine growing up like that. Yeah, like, that's fuck. fucking insane. Talk about Frosted Flakes. Growing up with lions. Oh, they're saying, I wonder what we're listening to it. In this, she is being attacked. Oh, she really was. She, I guess she's saying the safe word, and the director kept filming. Oh, my God. <laughs> so they're trying to promote the movie. <laughs> so they didn't pull the line off? Is that what they were supposed I, to do? I guess. I don't know. Oh, Jesus Christ. Where's your smoke suckers in here? They'll suck it out. No, where? It's going up. It's all through. They're up behind them. There? Yeah, they're yeah. Slick. Yeah, bro. I like that. This is what happens when you get a ton of fucking money for talking to people. Smoke suckers. If you want to do it this way. <clears throat> Some people do it differently. I, I got the big ones in the studio like... Oh, yeah, those are loud, though. Those will fuck with the conversation. This is perfect. It's like worst thing you can have in the Worst thing you can have in the fucking recording studio. Oh, my God, right? <laughs> got to do vocals like click, shut them off. Yeah. Yeah, this is quiet. I couldn't afford the, the good ones. Well, it's also... There's like a lot of space above the room. So you could set up your equipment outside so it doesn't make so much noise starlight ceiling look at you yeah bro look at you good flying stars too shooting stars <laughs> what does kid rock think about aliens you ever wondering about what the fuck's going on nah not at all no <laughs> <laughs> you see all the talk in the news and all the disclosure hearings no i mean i've i don't never click on the articles i'm like ah, i give a fuck <clears throat> that's good it was, until you have to know until someone's like dude he's with me we're coming over right like yeah that's a good way to yeah because you know how many people waste their time wanting it to be real hoping it's real i don't know it's a waste of time i don't even know what to think about it i don't know if i want it to be real well you gotta imagine as big as the universe is that there's something out there and you got to imagine, what if there's something out there that's just a thousand years more advanced than us? Just a thousand. A little blip, a little tiny amount of time. Not that much time at all, really. There's, think so, about there's us something here like that. He's called Elon Musk. <laughs> yeah. Imagine a whole planet filled with the successor to Elon. You, can, you could easily imagine something would want to visit here. And you could easily imagine that no, something No, could you imagine exists. if they didn't? Yeah. That's crazy. If, that's they're, like, more if crazy. they're like, fuck Disney World. Yeah. It's like, I don't go to that fucking stupid place. Look what we got here. That'd be like yeah. us going to Canada or Europe. It would be a lot crazier than that. If they're like, yeah, I don't want to go to fucking that planet. I think it'd be like us going to like some country and studying animals. I don't think it would be. I think it'd be like studying, literally like going and finding cave people that are Stone Age still. 
Now that would studying be, them. See, I'd rather go back in time and talk to those fuckers than talk to the people in front of us. The people in front of us are probably I can have not going to be poignant, people anymore. Poignant questions. The people in front of us are probably going to be integrated with technology, like could, permanently like, integrated. They, that new guy that uh, Elon Musk uh, put the Neuralink in his head. Yeah. He apparently can use a um, his cursor. He, he can actually like search the internet oh, and, I saw and that do a bunch of things brain. just using his brain now. <clears throat> So it's working. I just want to see if, like, me and George Washington would be boys. Like, <laughs> would he be, like, golfing like me and Trump, like, hanging out? Like, I have a lot of questions. If you could go to one place, where would you go? If you had one shot, you can go back in time once and survive and come back to the future. Where would you go? Uh, Jesus. Jesus. But what if there was nobody there? Even better, I get them all to myself, just me and Jesus? No, I mean, what if Jesus wasn't there? What if you go back and you're like, I just want to go see Jesus? And you're like, okay, what time? He'd be there. He'd probably probably like a DJ back then, fucking cutting his shit up. He's there. You think there's a real Jesus? Mm Mm-hmm. Definitely? Absolutely. thousand percent. What makes you convinced? My faith. I mean, that's a good answer. I always wonder when people are telling stories, though. Like, how long did that story take before people wrote it down? How many times did people alter it? Just like they do with everything today. I got to imagine that at a certain point in time in history, they probably didn't tell the truth about a lot of things. And we take those things, tell them through oral traditions, tell, have them written down. Well, there's a difference between lies and between the truth getting, you know, manipulated and twisted a little bit. Mm-hmm. The underlying usually is still there. So you think the the real truth was that he actually was the son of God? Yes. It'd be amazing if it was true. It is amazing. I believe you. I believe that you believe that. Would you like to be introduced to Jesus? Uh, listen, I think the concept of Jesus is absolutely amazing. And if Jesus came here and wanted to visit me, I would be psyched. Would you like to know Jesus? Like In what way? I can put my pastor on your show. Mm. I'm good. Um, She's great. Pastor I'm Paula White. Very She's Trump spiritual advisor, too. Oh, that's you hilarious. should have her on the show. Talk well, about Jesus. I'm very interested <clears throat> in the idea of Jesus being a real person. But I look at it the same way I look at everything else. Whereas, like, um, so let's circle what ba- the words let's are. Let's circle back. You told me that you believed in Bigfoot. For no, a while no, no. I was joking around. Young. I was joking oh, okay. around. <laughs> I was joking around. Uh, but I wanted Bigfoot to be real, for sure. Just like I want Jesus to be real. He is. Um, well, well, the thing, Bigfoot used to be real. The thing that, that I found out when I really got fascinated by Bigfoot. You know how you know Jesus is real right in this moment? How? Because the forgiveness that I am exercising by drinking this Bud Light right now. Oh, that's Jesus? That's Jesus. Jesus is everywhere. He's in this room. He's in the world. He's in the universe. By the aliens that you want so desperately to be real or have the concept of them being real, that's Jesus. Mm. That is Jesus. As a Christian, I have to believe in forgiveness. Beautiful. Cheers. Well said. Um, I never thought I'd have to explain Jesus to drinking a fucking Bud Light, but you're not explaining it. You're just you're you're saying how you feel. Jesus it's and like, God uh, are everywhere. They're everywhere. Yeah. Every time you look at a flower that blooms, or you look at one of your children, you're like, that's Jesus. That is Jesus. That is God. 
Yeah, I want to be real clear. I'm not like. I uh, just saw a shooting star. Yeah. How fucking cool is that? That's God going, bang, nailed it. Sort of. That's every 30 seconds. I haven't seen one all fucking They've interviewing. It all, I just happen to be speaking passionately they about Jesus and God, and that motherfucker went whoop. But that's how bi confirmation bias happens. People, that's what p makes people believe certain things, like that Jesus sent that suit. That fucking star's on a. Maybe you timed it right. That's Jesus. It could be coincidental. That's Jesus. Um, I think he's probably super busy, and I would I would guide him if he can do miracles. <laughs> this is not the this is not the spot. Sam Kinison. The greatest ever. Yeah, he was the greatest ever. Or one of them, for when sure. He went off on the, when he went off in the Jesus shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, not my left hand. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh. What's that? You've been gone with your 12 fuckhead friends and won't get a job? This is day three of this shit. Losers. <laughs> Every one of them's using you. Yeah. You, don't, you don't have sense enough to know yeah. it. <laughs> Where have you been? Well, first he, of all, he, I was dead. <laughs> he comes back. After three days, Mrs. Jesus Sarah, she's like, I've had enough of this shit. <laughs> Comes back looking all partied out, man. Yeah. That's Sam Kinison was my favorite fucking also, comedian. You gotta remember Sam Kinison was doing that in eighty six. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, he was doing everything. Age jokes on gay people. Like it's the funniest shit on earth. Oh, he was an if animal. If you kids out there fucking listening have not watched that Sam Kinison uh from Hollywood, that's special. Yeah. His first one. Um, I think it's called Breaking Have You the Seen rules? Me Yeah, is that what it's called? Breaking the Rules? I think so. It's either Breaking the Rules or Have You Seen Me Lately. Have You no, Seen Me Lately? No, it's not Have You Seen Me Lately. It's got to be Breaking album. the Rules. I think Have You Seen Me Lately is an album. It is the greatest comedy, and that's going to get some strong shit. And Louder Than Hell, his uh, his cassette. Like, he, no doubt, like, if Sam Kinison wouldn't have tragically passed away, like, we'd be rolling around together. Yeah. Hey, I saw him live a couple of times when I was a kid. Oh, I'm jealous. Yeah, I got to see him two different places live. Rodney put him on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of our favorites, too. Rodney's one of the greatest. In our green room at the club, we have uh, handwritten notes from Rodney's last Tonight Show special. So it's all his bits oh, awesome. laid out and his topics he was going to bring I'm going to start making couch. trips down here. Like, we always look for fun trips, grab friends, like, come in, have dinner, see oh, comedy. come on down, man. Come on down. I'll tell you a night when Shane's going to be up and... Brian Simpson's here, and we got a great crew of people. Ron White's here; he's yep. here all Love the Ron. time. We got a great. <clears throat> Ron, last time I was golfing people. with him, he's like, "I quit drinking, man." I'm like, "Oh, you know, Bob and me, him and Daly out fucking golf." He's like, "But I'm hiring fucking mushrooms." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he didn't quit getting fucked up. He just he was drinking too much. It was hurting him. Well, listen, brother. It, I'm glad we sat down and we did this. It was a lot of fun talking to you. You're yeah, always thank a cool you for dude. having me. I, I always enjoy well. your your company, and you're just a fun guy to be around, man. And Ditto, man. I'm glad we got a chance to do this. Congrats again on your success. Thank man. you, brother. And same to you. Same to you. I love Thank the you. fact that you're so completely independent. You know, you got your fans. You do your shows. You don't need nobody. You don't need I, I nobody. I live in this approval. little world yep. right here. <laughs> but you got it nailed. You're the king of that world. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you. God bless. All right. You. Bye, everybody. Later.